Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the uh, Jabroni Show. <laughs> the Jab- yeah, new name, the Four Jabroni Show. <laughs> is the Four Jabroni Show special? Just kidding. <laughs> Guys, Roundtable show. show. We took a two-week little hiatus for the holidays and other things because, you know, we need a break. I don't want to look at these ugly faces every week. Well, at least not every week, 52 weeks of no, year, whatever. Right. Fair enough. Whatever, man. Like, <laughs> I got the so, TX chop for you, okay? Just uh, like the Sixers did on yes! yesterday's game. game. Triple, H, Triple H rang the bell at the Sixers game. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, they lost. <laughs> yes, they did. That's kind of a surprise to me, but it, I mean, it is. A little surprise, too. Yeah. Very young, we'll though. And, uh, and that team is, uh, they're on a streak right now. They're, uh, Trey Young's uh, relishing in this playoffs right now, so yeah, and we'll talk. We'll we're going to talk more about basketball and stuff. But um, how how was your guys' weekend? How was your la- your Memorial Day weekend? Not Labor Day, Memorial Day. You guys, do anything? Yeah, um, we went to a picnic on Memorial Day. No, I drank. I, I drank more than I usually do, so that I had three beers. So. Oh. <laughs> He He's fell on the ground. He, he did a face <laughs> plant in the ground. <laughs> Grilling most of that time, so I was okay. <laughs> he was up in the ante that day. That's seriously, that's probably the most I've drank in over a year. So. Jesus, God. Um, I mean, I turned 144 years old, so uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm living. Living life at 144. So, uh, yeah. I... Uh, other than that, to be honest with you, I took an extended weekend because work's been just a shit show. Mm. So uh, um, took an extended weekend. I got a uh, the Lego Jeep Creator for my birthday. So I started putting that together with uh, my son. So we started putting that together. So it's uh, about halfway done. Oh, no, I'm lying. A quarter of a way done. But um, yeah, it's been fun. Just took a, a nice weekend off and Really didn't do much to be honest. When's, when's the big day, life. Pat? When's the big day, Pat? July first. Okay. July first. You're so going to be here three and a half weeks. In a bachelor pad, baby. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. I want to come back up to PA now just for this. I just so want to. Just. I think you'll um, be disappointed. I I want to make your. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I just uh, just need to throw you a you know a house an apartment warming party. That's what we really need to do. That's what we really need to do. This we'll take some. Of, fun. We'll take some of Bobby Lashley's hoes. So I got it. Um, I could find some better than that. But that's okay. So Pat's moving to new apartment soon, but I got to tell you about my my weekend, my Memorial Day weekend. So I've been playing basketball while I was playing basketball with my nephew and having a good time playing basketball with him and his buddies. Uh oh. And uh, needless to say, I played Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I went out and played Thursday. So I've been playing a lot. Like he <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah, because they play full court too. It's not like half court. I, I definitely be done. I remember playing full court with them. Two games was too much. <laughs> yeah, because they all they do is run up and down the court. Like there's no organization to it. Like 
Like, if you get somebody that actually knows how to play the game, like, the other team's in trouble. <laughs> um, but they, uh, I went up to block a kid, and I came down, and oh, I was you? like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, ow, that hurt. And I don't know what it was in my knee, but it was my knee, and that's what scares me the most. Because I've never, like, all the years i played sports, twisted ankles, jammed fingers, all that shit. Never hurt a knee. Never had even an inkling of a sore, you know, sore knees after playing for that long, but never two, hurt a knee. Two of us, two of us know well, Joe more than anybody, but me and Joe know a little bit about this. So I was like, "Oh shit!" And like, I still played. You know, I didn't, I didn't do much jumping. I just kind of went up and down the court. And the adrenaline's still flowing. That too, usually, usually, yeah. you don't realize until a couple hours later. Yeah, but I woke up stiff and. I'm guessing it was like an outside ligament on my knee, but it's getting better. But I was like, it better start getting better because if it not, I'm going to the doctor. <laughs> like I'm getting my knee checked out because oh, I don't like, have a problem. Have you been icing in there or doing any of that or putting heating pad, any of that? Just stretching and stuff like that, but no, no ice or anything. You'll know if it's, it's a, if it's a tear because it will fucking hurt. Yeah. It, it will legit hurt. You will have pain shooting up and down your leg. It's 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 insane. Um, yeah, well, both times I did it, it's that's all you feel, like is extreme like pain. Can you walk? You, oh, I yeah, know, I is it hurt or to walk or not? The first day, like afterwards, and this is funny because on Friday we were going down to Delaware for our Memorial Day uh, weekend and for a wedding, so I. When I went down the stairs and I put the pressure on my left knee, it hurt like hell. When I went up the stairs and tried to climb with my left knee, it hurt like hell. Okay. So, um, but it doesn't hurt anymore like doing that stuff. But it, like when I was mowing yesterday, because I was pulling back and going forward, like I it evidently overworked it because my knee was sore like pretty much the rest of the day. Hey, okay, might have strained it or something like that, overextended yeah. it per se. Yeah, you and that's probably, what I was thinking. Yeah, you probably did something more like what I did than what Joe did. Like, you're probably more towards what something that I did. Well, yeah, and that's what I was thinking. But when you haven't ever hurt a knee or anything like it's that, like a major, I was like, it's, oh, it's my scary. God. I'm like, no, if I hurt myself, that if I really have a major injury, I was like, I'm officially old and I can't play basketball anymore. <laughs> you might have to wear a brace when you play going forward, Jerry. Yeah, I might get one. My my wife suggested I get one. She's like, maybe you should get a brace because I, I don't want to stop playing basketball. I told Joe the other day, I was like, I want to play until I can't play anymore because it's, it's the one thing I enjoy to do the most as far as the sport and can play and I don't have to be super good. I can be, I'm mediocre and, and that's, that's cool. Like it, it works. Yeah. I've kind of given up on that one. <laughs> I know. I want to have to start golfing because that's what comes after golfing. <laughs> Yeah, but um, so yeah, our, our Memorial Day weekend, we went down to Delaware for a wedding and it turned into, it was a nice wedding, but the weekend sucked because it rained all fucking weekend. I was like, son oh, of a sucks. bitch. So that sucked. You were down and, in Rehoboth, right? Or by Rehoboth? Yeah, we were, we were in Rehoboth Beach. Yep. For yeah, the weekend. I like that place. That's good. That's a good place to go. And see... I was to Bethany Beach last year because that's my family started vacationing down there. They rented a my mom and dad rented a beach house, and now we're going back next this this year in July. And I actually like 
uh, Bethany Beach better than Rehoboth. Rehoboth is, um, I don't know. I don't like the I don't like the way the town's set up. Um, I do like the you main strip. A little weird. Well, I, ca- I can't go straight to get to anywhere. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I'm like, okay, if I go down this road, I'll. Yeah, you can't. Always... No, you got you got to go down this road, and you got to turn right, and then you got to turn left, and then you can go on this. I'm like, oh my god, like I got, I seriously didn't get lost, but I missed the turn every single time I went somewhere. <laughs> every single time I yeah. missed the turn, I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that part does suck. Yeah. But, uh, overall, I like I like the beach there. So, yeah, no, it's a nice area. It was nice. We just couldn't go on the beach. Like it was raining so much. Like they were supposed to have the wedding on the beach, and that day they're like, "It's pouring out, and the the water's coming all the way up to the to the edge." And they're like, "Uh, "We don't think we're gonna have the wedding on the beach." And then by four o'clock, it stopped raining. It was cold as shit. It was (laughs) fifty-two degrees with a wind chill um, on the beach. But we sat out there, and they had their beach wedding on the beach. (laughs) Oh my god. My, I had uh, not a parka. I, I probably would have loved to have a parka, um, <laughs> but yeah, I had a, I have a, I had a light sweatshirt on. The, my son had a light sweatshirt on. Both my, my one daughter had a jean jacket on. The other one had like a little throwover thing. Everybody was freezing, and I felt worse for the bridesmaids. My wife was one of the bridesmaids because you know bridesmaids dress. There's no sleeves on them. There's you know they don't have throwovers or anything to cover their arms, and they didn't wear shoes down on the beach, which was the smart idea because your sandals just got stuck in the beach anyways. But I was like, I feel so really bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah, I noticed the weather wasn't that great up there when I was during the weekend. Yeah, it rained down here, but overall it was seventies, eighties. We were good. Yeah, and it could have rained and been seventy eighties, and I would have been freaking happy. But no, it got down to the fifties. I was like, this is stupid. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not good. Not good and then of course good. yesterday I got sunburned, so you know was out there mowing the grass without any shirt on, and uh, I had scared everybody away. Yeah, scaring everybody away. <laughs> Had some problems with my mower, and what normally takes me like an hour, hour and a half, took me three hours to do. So yeah, I got a little baked in the sun in the ninety degree humid weather. <laughs> yeah, my um, my parents uh, moved in. Uh, I should say, I helped my parents move into their new apartment yesterday. Um, I mean, I mean, listen, it wasn't as bad as like packing up a house. Um, last year in July. I didn't know that you know I, I didn't know they were moving Joe yeah yeah they, they weren't they weren't happy at the place they were at it was kind of like one of those things that they found on the whim at that time um none of the other places in the area had like a first floor apartment right. and plus they wanted a two-bedroom last year and they don't need a two-bedroom so they went from a two to a one and this one bedroom one is cheaper per month and two is is bigger than what they have now nice what they had so far, uh, how far was it from where they live in the next apartment complex next to me now. Oh no, <laughs> they're too close. They're too close. Yeah. they're gonna walk over, and knock on the door. Joseph. Oh, listen. <laughs> Neither one of them can make it that far. The walk <laughs> where, where, where their apartment is now in the in, in in the new place, you can walk. There's like a walk path from like mm-hmm. between each apartment complex. But my parents would. They might be able to make it here, but I had to drive their asses back over. <laughs> <laughs> they they gonna make it back and forth. Uh, it's fine though. It is what it is. They yeah. can't wait till Nico can drive. They're gonna be like, Nico, come get us. 
good luck because uh, I'm not doing that shit. Nah, <laughs> I'm not going to be doing it. Darth Pat just smiles. He's just smiling because he's like, yep, I can see that. Because Darth Pat's going to have to be like, even though he moves out, eventually he's going to get that call from his mom and dad too. Patrick. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, because if if they move, they'll be closer to Megan than they will me. So, oh, no, there you go. The, oh, the, see, you you looked out with that one. The sister taxi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I'm luckily have quite a few years before my parents get to an age where they may not be safe to drive. I don't know. Um, if you ask my mom, she'll probably never say she's never safe to drive because she thinks she's the greatest driver ever. Um, mm-hmm. And I love my mom dearly. But I am very afraid when I'm in a car with her because she has the worst depth perception. She thinks she's really <laughs> far away, but she's really fucking close. <laughs> yeah, it's <not> good. <laughs> so it's like, <clears throat> yeah, and so then she my... complains about everybody else and how hard they <laughs> yep. break. I'm like, really, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah, my I, my dad, I think, is slowly kind of getting to that point. Mm-hmm. My mom's had some health issues where she shouldn't have been driving when she was they were living in Pennsylvania and she's only driven like three times since they've moved down here mm-hmm. and not because she's uh, just some of her health issues like her she has an issue where um she her when she normally walks she she leans to the right so they're she'd be going through tests and trying to figure out what's going on with that but the problem is is like that's been affecting her driving where something's kind of off where she, she drives and she kind of she kind of like veers to the right like she's always like correcting herself so she really hasn't driven that much my dad drives but sometimes my dad do though too i was like holy shit i'm like you have a lead foot for the gas and you have a lead foot for the brake what the fuck where did this come from (laughs) and my dad's uh, i mean my dad's 78 so he'll be 79 this year so he's not saying you when you get older you can't drive but there's you know you you when you've, when you've driven in the car with your father for as long as I have, and then you kind of notice the changes as the decades go by, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, man. I don't know how much longer you can be having that driver's license there, buddy. Yeah. Joe, can you, can you uh, tomorrow or even tonight after we get off this, I didn't mean to interrupt you, can you text me, like, the link to Rob's detailing thing? Because Brett – posted something on Facebook a couple days ago asking about some, a detailing place and I want to send it to Brett. I mean, I'll help Rob out. Why would I want to help Brett? I don't know. I got to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you then. Yeah. No problem. I send it to him and say, here, here's a place. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm definitely thinking about before we go down to Delaware, get my car detailed just so I can drive up in a nice, shiny, clean ride. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, Rob, um, our boy Rob, to you all around detail. He just moved to a new place up in Catasauqua. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Dog. Close. <laughs> Doink. <laughs> but uh, he got a he got a guy to do some uh, um, graffiti in there too. If you check out yes. the if you go to his thing, he has like this nice wall graffiti thing going on there. It's pretty cool. So I shout out to him. Yeah, please go on our Facebook page because it's uh, it's still on there. If you scroll through our things, I gotta repost it because I know he uh, he did an update to his page and whatnot. So I'm gonna relink it for everybody. But yeah, I mean, shoot, next time I'm up there, if I drive one of the cars up there, I'll be uh, hitting him up. And say, hey, I'm in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Can I get my car clean, buddy. <laughs> you know, heading up to get the car clean and all that detail. But no, definitely so. Yeah, I need the link then. 
So, yeah. so Patrick, how was your Momo, your day holiday? Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't really want to talk about it. No, so I mean, that means you, I just, you had some, eventful. You no, had some sex, drugs, and rock and roll that you just don't remember. Just, you know, recovering from my eye surgery, and not that I was really still recovering from that last week, but you know, be able to wear my contacts again. So, yeah, that's nice. I mean, contacts. as long as you can see me, I don't care about the other two. Just as long as you can see, me. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, dealing with life in general. So, yeah. Uh, ah, yes. Yeah, life in general. I was uh, telling this to AJ the other day. So, I know I mentioned this guys before. Um, it became official that uh, as of July 1st, my department will no longer exist. And they are disbanding my, 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 my team at my job. And uh, a majority of us are going to uh, another tech support department. And the rest of us are going to the other tech support department. Um, so I just don't know what team I'm going to yet. Um, I will be keeping my same position. Just hmm. uh, going to a new team. So hopefully uh, I, found out, I find out this week uh, which team that will be. So, uh, so if I go not... to... It, it, yeah, it, the funny thing is if I go to one of them, good old uh, Marcus will be, <laughs> will be my manager. <laughs> Uh, yep, yep, yep. Really? That's yeah, he, he he went to the one second. Well, we were both became supervisors at the same time, but when I came down here, he had gone over to the the, the tech support team that he's at, and he's they went through all different changes, and he he's moved up. So he's the manager over there now. So it's good, good for him too. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's going so, on. So, Joe, I'm actually yeah. curious. I was thinking about this earlier today. Who are you rooting for in this boxing fight tonight? Because I don't think you like either person. Oh, is this the Mayweather and uh, um, what's fight, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so Mayweather's fighting one jabroni tonight. Yes. And then former UFC fighter uh, Tyrone Woodley is fighting the other jabroni, I think, next month or August, whatever it is. So I, I want to believe you're, you want Floyd Mayweather to beat this dipshit tonight at least. Yes, it will be the first and only time ever. Yes, I understand, but <laughs> unfortunately, yes, the one and only time ever root for Floyd Mayweather. Please beat this jabroni ass up. Each the, the, the I'm not working. saying I'm not saying that either one of them can't box because they can't. Both Logan brothers can box. It is what it is. But I just the hype is just too much. Like you're you're fighting guys who they fought guys who don't don't have a lot of experience or whatever the case may be, and yeah, they need they need to get their asses handed to them by real real boxers fighters per se. And I hope that happens tonight. This kid I work with, like I bet on Logan Paul tonight. I'm like, good for you. I'm like, I hope he gets knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, early in me with his career, he wouldn't career he could knock somebody out. Later in his career, you would just sit there. You know that wasn't happening. But I God, just want. You mean he didn't really knock the big show out? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he did not. <laughs> Such a farce. No. <laughs> I don't know when that starts. That actually like might be going on now. I think the undercard starts. I asked the kid what time. He said probably 10 or 11 is when that fight will be going on. I was just curious because I was like, there's no way Joe's not rooting for this, this dipshit to win. So No. No. So, I'm like, 
I don't know. I'm torn. I mean, I definitely do not like Logan Paul by any means. Like, uh, I might have had some respect for him prior to all this stuff happening and him starting this whole boxing career because, hey, he was a U-Tier personality. He was doing his thing. Like, he wasn't bothering anybody. He was just doing that. You know, fine, whatever. It wasn't his, I think his brother was on, like, a Nickelodeon or uh, Disney show or some shit like that. And it's like, whatever, cool. You guys are doing your thing. But when it turned into the boxing and, like, he makes a spectacle out of it, he beats some, like, no name chump like that I don't think ever boxed before either or was oh no wasn't Nate Robinson yeah yeah he knocked so, out he, Nate Robinson was the first one and I'm like so so he's beating up an NBA player like celebrity fought boxing that's all it was <laughs> I mean and like just like I know he's trying to hype it up and make it more than what it is but when he stole Mayweather's hat and like ran away. Oh, I got your hat. I got your hat. I'm like, what are you, 10 years old? Like, what the hell here? Like, this is just ridiculous. And then, of course, Mayweather, like, legitimately was like pissed because, like, he's touching him and he's like, don't fucking touch me, man. Don't, don't steal my shit. Yeah. Like, I know. legit was going after him. And Logan Paul thought it was the funniest thing ever. I'm like, dude, if he really would have got you at that point in time, you probably would have been not fighting today. Like, <laughs> you're lucky there yeah, was 70 mean- people there. And he fought. He fought Askin, and Askin, yeah, he was he, he he was an all right MMA fighter. He he was a decent striker too. But I mean, people where I say he was a better. He was a good striker. I thought he was a decent striker. I've I've watched a lot of his fights. They're like, oh, but you know, he could take him out. He came into that fight like looked like he was overweight. Like he didn't give a shit. I just felt like he did take a dive. It just was just so weird. Like I I, I don't understand. I feel like the I feel like there's a bit a whole big thing. Like the ref looks like that he could have got paid off. Because I'm like, look at the ref. I'm like, why is he stopping this fight? I'm like, ask it could still go. Like, what what are you doing? It just felt like everyone was paid under the table. It just felt so shitty. It's like you you you're taking your celebrity and making boxing into a fucking joke. That's what I want me whether the fuck this guy up tonight. It's just ridiculous. And I want Woodley, um, I want Woodley to kick the other brother's ass too. So also on this other card, speaking of celebrities, oh boy, Chad Ochocinco is fighting tonight. I saw card. that <laughs> uh, against Brian Maxwell in a four-round cruiserweight exhibition. Ah, and former heavyweight champ Badu. I apologize if I'm butchering your first name, Badu Jack. Will face replacement Dervin Colina in a ten round battle. Okay. We, we gave uh, the Paul the, we gave the Pauls enough time for guys. <laughs> I was just curious, Joe, that's all. So yeah. Speaking of Chad Ojosinko, um I was watching because you know, we're big fans of Dark Side of the Ring. Well, uh, Vice has come out with Dark Side of the NFL. Or Dark Side oh, of Pro just... Sports. Uh, so I had to watch the Ocho Cinco episode. <laughs> Did anybody else watch that? I didn't watch that one, but I watched the other one with uh, Mr. Romanowski. Oh, I, heard, okay. I, I heard from multiple sources that the entire Dark Side of Football show sucks. So I haven't really watched more than a couple minutes of either of, of any of them. Well, it depends on what you're expecting. Like if you're expecting like this huge like tell all. I don't think you're going to get that. Um, well, that was kind of what Dark Side of the Ring is. So I, I think, and, then, okay. and, that, and that's what I was reading. It was basically I was reading and saying, well, they took the Dark Side of the Ring concept and fucked it up. So. Yeah, it's not the same as Dark Side of the Ring. That's for sure. It's completely – they tried to do the con- same concept, but it's 
definitely not the same product. It is a very different product. Uh, it's literally interviews with, you know, people that know him. Like the, this interview, but it, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. But it is definitely different. But I enjoyed the Chad Ochocinco one. Um, it's funny to hear what he's saying and remember watching him play um, all those years ago and know what he was doing then is now allowed. And they crucified his ass for everything that he did. And it's like, now it's okay. And he said, and he said, he's like, I, I had to be a fall guy. Like I had to be the person that they singled out and to look now and see that they allow what I was doing. Um, and that they allow team, um, celebrations. celebrations. Yeah. Um, he's like, he's like, I was just ahead of my time. I was too early for what the NFL was allow uh, going to allow at that point in time, because that's what really ruined his career. Besides, you know, of course the, the thing with his uh, wife, you know, the, yeah. the headbutt that he gave her. So, but, you know, they made a big deal. I don't remember making a big deal out of it. I think just because I wasn't a Cincinnati fan and I didn't have to see it all the time as like some Steelers fans and, you know, Browns and, um, yeah. you know, everybody from that division had to see it all that time. Um, but I remember hearing a lot about it and seeing some of it, you know, the Lord of the dance, uh, end zone dance. That's probably the most famous <laughs> he one. Stuff, though, man. I'm not gonna lie. He did. Yeah. It's some good stuff. So. Yeah. The dark side of the ring with uh, Jake the Snake's family was fucked up. So I didn't get to see it. I keep I, on want, looking for it, but I can't find them. I just uh, it's going. It's on you. Can uh, find them, you can find them on YouTube if you look hard enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just haven't I, uh, looked hard enough, I guess. <laughs> I I watched it. I watched it. Uh, I watched it today. Yeah, it's I I knew that Rock and Robin was his sister. I remember that. But I forgot about Sam Houston. No, I, I knew that too. Like brother. I remembered, I, I knew I that too. So I I forgot about that one. I knew um, what's her name was uh, married to somebody in their family too. Um, uh, Sam Houston was married to Baby Doll. Yeah, that's it, Baby Doll. I knew Baby Doll was related to them by marriage, but I just can't remember who. But yeah, Sam Houston. Yeah, that was that was a crazy episode. Just. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, Jeremy, I know you didn't see it yet, but yeah. Um, his dad, I mean, yeah. as good as a wrestler he was, <laughs> ooh, some of the stuff uh, with uh, him uh, licking the uh, younger females. Oof. Well, I heard. Shit, look, man. Not well, good shit. Well, everything, anything Jake ever said about his dad was never like nice like he didn't ever like call him a dickhead or an asshole but he was like you know my dad like i could never live up to like his expectations he always told me i was dirt that i would never be anybody or be anything i'm like damn like if that don't mess with your mess with your brain like like because no offense like you know evidently jake the snake's dad was a big thing but honestly i have no idea who the fuck he is like at least i've heard of like i've heard of a lot of old-time wrestlers but I have never heard of his dad. Like, well, I've heard so, of his dad. I've, I've heard red stuff about his dad I mean, in the past. Because his father retired, I think, in the late 70s, and he really he, he was very much a territory yeah. guy. And I don't think he ever wrestled for WWE. So, you know, you're not going to typically hear about him. And WWE, sure, sure, not going to promote him with all the stuff that's come out, you know, in, in all the years since he was, you know, an active performer. It's like, he did once work backstage for WWE as a road agent. Um, he also worked for WCW and 
you know, most famously though, Mid South, you know, he was like Bill Watts' top lieutenant. And yeah, you know, I guess like a lot of people were trying to like start shit online saying, like, how did Bill Watts never know this stuff was going on? Blah blah blah. It's like, well, because unfortunately, the people who engage in uh, you know, these types of uh, behaviors, they're very good at concealing it from other people. They're very good yeah. at getting other people's trust because I mean, not to unfortunately spoil too much of it for you, Jeremy, but you know, they're talking about like they'd be on the road and all of a sudden they'd go way off the road somewhere and they'd be picking up some like 10 year old girl from her parents who were like happily waving her off because, Oh, you know, she's getting, she's getting to go to the matches with uncle Grizz and, and all this. And it's like, yeah. so, you know, these people, these people apparently just had absolutely no idea what was going on. Well, he said like, uh, I think his dad was 17 and his mom was 13 when she had uh, Jake. Uh, his, dad, something like that. his dad was definitely not 17. His mother was thir- 13. His mother was 13. What it was is that... And I, I, I thought he said 17 or something. Maybe it was like, ah, something. I no, just heard the 13 and I was like, holy shit. It, it, was, <laughs> it, was, because it was according to one retelling. Oof. And they didn't really say this specifically on the Dark Side episode, but according to one retelling, Grizzly Smith was dating this woman and screwed her daughter, who was 13, who then gave birth to Jake. And this being that part of the country at that time, oh, you got to marry this girl now. Yeah. Shotgun wedding. Yeah, no, 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 nobody's really that upset that he impregnated this 13-year-old girl. You no, because it was, yeah, because it was probably pretty common at that point in time. I mean, I don't know how common it was, but <laughs> I hope not. But it's a possibility. I mean, listen, if it's down south, I mean, yeah, that, I that mean, type of south back then. Thank you for clarifying yeah. the, the back then. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's southern back listeners. Then. <laughs> back <laughs> then, people. The south and the Midwest was, you know, kind of like that in a lot of ways. You know, so it's yeah. just. Yeah. Very interesting episode, though. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I did not watch the Ultimate Warrior one. I, I'm not watching the Ultimate Warrior Dark Side of the Ring. So I actually decided to. I ended up watching the Biography one, and then the next day I watched the Dark Side of the Ring one. Like I mean, I, I told you the other day, there's not much of that you're going to find new um, in regards really, to anything yeah, about I mean, the Warrior. The only thing yeah. is, like, you, you know, the dark side of the ring, you get to, they talk to his ex-wife. So you kind of get a more background of him, you know, through his ex-wife's eyes, which she she really doesn't, she doesn't throw him under the bus uh, at all or anything like that. So No, you can, um, you can tell there was still a lot of care for him from her. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I, they could have been much, 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 much harsher on him. Yeah. Um, on the dark side episode than, than they were. The most interesting thing and in kind of contrasting two of them to them. Now first of all, A and E changed their order of the biography episode so they could air the Warrior episode before Dark Side aired there. So that should tell you something. In the biography episode, you know, you've got his widow basically apologizing for all of the Shit that he said later in life, the homophobic stuff because they brought that yeah. up in both episodes. Well, saying saying that about like you know 
oh, he was listening to too much Rush Limbaugh, and he was just, you know, angry, and he needed an outlet, and blah, 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 blah. No, that's not really how he felt. <laughs> and Don't make excuses. Well, well no, no, this, this, this is what I'm getting to. They then played a clip in the Dark Side episode. It was an audio clip of Warrior talking, where he says what got him turned on to all the right-wing politics was his wife! <laughs> so yeah, she pretty much. there on the biography episode bullshitting <laughs> about, oh, you know, he just was getting influenced by the wrong people and he needed an outlet for it when she's the one who turned him on to this shit. So, once again, because, you know, WWE is, like, embracing the legacy of his character and all this with the Warrior Award, and she's, like, on the creative staff or whatever, I say it once, I say it forever. Dana Warrior, fuck you. <laughs> right? the yeah, they, they... conniving bitch. I'm sorry that your husband died, leaving two young daughters. Yeah, I'm sure that absolutely positively sucked. But they also had the quote from one of his daughters on there saying, well, you know, yeah, there is a story, but you have to tell the whole story. Yeah, you do. And your mother doesn't do that, honey. <laughs> yeah, the dark side of the ring, they, they played some audio that was not on the A&E one. And it's just definitely audio of, you know, him telling it how it is, you know, how he got into certain stuff. He, this is what I'll say about him. He obviously said some dumb shit, and he did some dumb shit. But yeah, he definitely he belongs. Did. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of professional athletes in other sports that have done dumb shit off the camera, and they still got into the Hall of Fame. So he belonged in the Hall yeah. of Fame. He was a good enough wrestler to get in there. I don't think he was a great in-ring performer, but the, but what he did when he was there was enough to be in the Hall of Fame. So he belongs there. Whether he had character issues or not, I don't care. I'm not arguing about that. But I do think that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. So... I don't. I, that's my problem. Is if, if, if and if Pat, if you don't think he belongs there, I, I think you're wrong. So did I say that? No, I don't know what you're. You've never really said that, so that's what I'm saying. I don't know what you're going to say with that. So well, I mean, when you come right down to it, what does the WWE Hall of Fame? It, it doesn't mean. I mean, it, it doesn't take much to get in there. It's not like people are voting in these other ones where you have to impress somebody or whatever. Yeah. But I think. I think. If people were voting, I still think he belong. He did enough to get there, like to belong there. Like I feel like he belongs there. There are definitely he would have voted him in. There, there are there are plenty, plenty <laughs> of less than admirable people in the WWE Hall of Fame. So I would never say Warrior doesn't belong in the WWE Hall of Fame because he was a piece of shit. He was a piece of shit. I well, there are there are no endless numbers of pieces of shit in the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. It's what happens, I, I guess. Would, I would certainly never say, oh, Warrior doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Um, and again, because it's it doesn't mean that much, really, in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, it, it's really... It's really just an event to sell tickets and make you feel good about, like, nostalgia of the past and shit like that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with them being in the Hall of Fame. The, the problem that I've had with the Hall of Fame as it pertains to the Warrior... It's the uh, you know, Warrior stuff, I know. ...is when... Well, it's it's not even the Warrior Award. I don't really have a problem with the Warrior Award, per se. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish it wasn't named after him. 
And I really wish that, and it's like what they didn't do it this year. I don't remember if they did it two years ago, but you do not need to bring her out every year to introduce the fucking award. No. We know who it's named for. And again, again, it's like the, the stuff that, and, and it just, again, it just shows you how funny, like, you know, just like, you know, the, the, the history, the history of wrestling, according to the WWE, you know, changes whichever way the wind blows and everything. And the stuff that, you know, that they, that they say was so great about the warrior and that they say goes into the, like, this, what the spirit of the warrior award is all about and everything is the same shit that they fucking tore him a new one for in the self-destruction DVD. You know, all that destrucity, yeah. all that destrucity bullshit and every other thing. <laughs> stuff that Bruce Pritchard was just like, you know, I was like, you know, I don't know what the hell this was. And Jim Cornette was like asking Bruce Pritchard, does he really like that? And, you know, all this other shit. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of happened with you a little bit, Pat, with Hogan. It sucks when, like, the, the person that you, like, liked as a wrestler when you were a kid, when you find out that they're a dipshit. It kind um, of ruins it a little bit, I think. So. Yeah, and and the problem that of course that I you know not to go detour too far here the problem I I just... that, the, the problem that I still have with with Hogan and why of course I did not stand up and cheer for him at WrestleMania um, is the fact that the way I look at it he did not apologize <laughs> he did not really act at least from anything we've really heard like he feels like what he did was wrong or that he was really truly sorry in any way shape or form about it and so it's kind of like at the point where it's like dude you're such a bullshitter you really always have been you 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 you're great at spinning the yarn and telling these bullshit stories and everything and it's like yeah i'm just oh look at that i turned 40 you know i, I stopped taking my vitamins a long time ago <laughs> I've I've really enjoyed I've really enjoyed I enjoyed a lot of the biography things though I I liked most of them I I liked Booker T's a lot I really liked Booker T's I I just was watching some of Booker T's last night I didn't see like every little bit of it I love the GWF footage that they showed because I remember watching them in GWF you know pretty much all the time and and Uh, I think think we we all kind of knew like Shawn Michaels did a lot of drugs, but this was like the first time he's ever really talked about, <laughs> like publicly said, you know. Oh yeah, he was a high ass motherfucker <laughs> all the time. <laughs> he really, it really does sound like there was a point in his career where maybe Triple H was his babysitter, and he may still be alive because of Triple H. So I didn't watch. I didn't. There, there's a bunch of the any ones I haven't watched yet. Bret Hart on Pry. I'm not sure if I'm going to watch that one. The, uh, the Brad one was tonight. I, I forgot to set it up to record, so I'll have to catch in a replay. I haven't watched the Foley one yet. I do want to watch the Foley one. I, I watched uh, that I mean, the other day. That was, that least, was a good one. At least, mm-hmm. at least with the Michaels one, you know, you didn't have people shoveling dirt on his grave like they did with Savage, but, um, you know. I actually didn't. I actually don't want to watch the Foley one. That's the one I skipped, and I have no urge to watch that one because I don't particularly like him. So, uh, I thought. I thought. I thought it was good. Like I, that's like I've watched a couple of those because I don't feel like creating an account for A and E. So I'm just like I don't want to create an account. I'm like I have too many damn accounts. Like I'm sick of creating accounts for shit. Um, <laughs> just get annoyed with it. So I was like I watched the the ones I could just like. They're like these are unlocked. I'm like sweet. Let me watch these. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah. you just always have to remember, though, with these biography episodes, you know, you're getting the WWE version. Well, yeah. Of everything. I mean, I think, I, Booker, I, I think Booker T was like, because he was really legitimately like the underdog that lived a shitty like childhood and he came rose above that and stuff. I think I have a lot. I mean, I already kind of knew that, but I just have more respect for him now because of. Like, all these other guys, most of them didn't go through, like, what he did when they were kids. Like, Triple H and The Rock and some of these other big stars. They didn't have to go through, you know, living in a house that was abandoned for a year or whatever he did with his sister or whatever. So, like, you know, he legitimately, like, was living in poverty. And he really did kind of, like, rise above all that. And, like, just... That's like the underdog story that like came true. Like he really did persevere through. They the should garbage. make a movie about it. So I mean, they could technically. The Booker that T story. That was Sucka. a movie. Sucker. <laughs> the Nick the Nick Cage one from uh, Dark Side of the Ring. I'm not going to watch that one. I'm not watching that one either. I haven't watched that one too because I don't know who he is. I don't. Well, I know who he is. I've you know I, I've watched I, plenty I, of his matches. I'm just not. It's... I don't care. I don't care about deathmatch wrestling. So it's like when they when they do the second half of the season, and I know that they've got an episode planned for FMW. It's like I've never watched FMW, so I don't know if I'll. I don't know if I'm going to watch that episode either. So uh, I mean, the, is, that, is that the Full Metal Wrestling? Was that something Frontier, like that? Called? Frontier Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling in Japan. Oh, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the hardcore Japanese wrestling, which I think where I think is where they. I could be wrong in this, but I think that's where they introduce like you know like the exploding cage and barbed wire. Oh, geez, that's ridiculous. And all that shit, and I think that that's where like Foley and Punk had like the first like barbed wire matches and shit like that in like the earlier mid nineties. So, uh, I mean. They're they're taking like a hiatus after this coming week for I don't know how long, um, but like they're because uh, well, they haven't announced it. But like the uh, the one that that's on this side or uh, or this week rather, of course, is uh, the Dynamite Kid, which will probably be um, an, another interesting one in a lot yeah, of ways. It will be. Uh, I, I mean, think the, it's on hiatus till the end of July. Yeah, the the other episodes they have planned, they have Luna Vachon, Chris Canyon. The plane uh, ride from hell. That's the one I'm the most excited about. Yeah, FMW, the plane ride from hell, XBW, Extreme Pro Wrestling, who were the ones who tried to kind of out hardcore ECW, and they yeah. like and they like interrupted that one late ECW pay per view. Uh, this guy Bruiser Bedlam, who uh, <laughs> that could be an interesting one. This was a guy who was convicted of murder. Wow, nice. uh, well, I, no, I'm, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, he, he was charged, but he, he he got off. This this guy was truly a scary guy, and like there'll probably be some fun Jim Cornette stories there because he appeared briefly in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And the one that I'm really most interested to see what they do because of who they'll be able to get to talk to: the United States versus McMahon. Ooh. That'll be a good one because that was the state yeah. controversy. Yeah, let's see who so, they get for that one. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they have comments from. Uh, is Hogan under contract still? He's Legends in contract. WWE. Yeah, he's, he's in WWE's good graces. So while I'm sure he'll be referenced many times, and they'll probably <laughs> like, 
you know, either they'll, they'll yeah. probably either read or show some of his testimony and everything. There's no way he will be an interview subject for yeah. it. Yeah, we don't. He's. They have to keep everybody under contract in WWE because then we might not get Mark Henry showing up at AEW. Who gives a fuck at this point? Like, I don't fucking care if Mark Henry can still wrestle. I could to give two shits. Yeah, I don't so, think he's well, there to wrestle I mean, though. Uh, well, he's out there to wrestle. Uh, I mean, do we do we want to do we want to segue into talking about what happened in WWE this week? No, I want to I want to go to football. <laughs> no, we can go. Ahead. I'm just messing with I, these guys. I, I I didn't watch any wrestling this week, so yeah, I have no yeah, idea. I'm not, I'm not I'm not talking about I'm not talking the about firing. That's referring to the, the cuts that happened that I was actually happy about. So yes, go ahead. Oh, Let's talk cuts. about the cuts oh, real quick, yeah. and then those, I want to jump into some football and, and basketball. Yeah. So I mean. Rewind the clock about two years. We know AEW was coming. We didn't know what it was going to look like. Vince was signing basically everybody he could who he thought could have some value. Like that's why you had guys like Anderson and Gallows re-signing like contracts that were going to pay them supposedly like six or seven hundred thousand dollars, which was money that yes. they were never going to get. Like they were never going to get guaranteed money like that, like in any other time and everything. So, you know, and supposedly sometime in 2019, they gave Braun Strowman a new contract, which was supposedly worth like a million two or a million five or something like that. Um, which you could say was a little bit more justified because he was getting over. Um, I think he was selling merch too. So, you know, that's like fine. getting these hands. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think that's as far as I know, that stuff sold merch. So it did. Yeah. And that's it did. Weird. it did. But that doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to think that people buying that merch are stupid because I do. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's not the point. But Listen here, you uh, dummy. <laughs> yes. So, so now we, we the come to the present day. And, you know, obviously they, they cut all these people last year when the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the irony of that is that they posted record profits for last year. Yep. And they're supposedly on track to post record profits again this year. I mean, you know, when you get however much money that was, though, for selling the network to Peacock. I would hope so. <laughs> uh, got like $500 million or some jazz like that? Whatever the hell it was, I don't even remember now. I'm still salty about that because Peacock's platform compared to the WWE Network platform sucks. That is correct <laughs> on that. I mean, it's like, yeah, I want to go watch a Raw from 1996. I got to remember that that was season four of Raw since Raw started in 1993. Now you can't look it up by year. It's a, it's arranged by seasons, not years. And you, it's still <laughs> dumb. It's still really dumb that you can't pause a live pay per view. It's really dumb. Yeah. And, uh, well, you can't pause life, man. It just keeps <laughs> happening. <laughs> well, the, the, the pay per views too. Let's say I want to go watch uh, Halloween Havoc 1997. Well, I got to scroll through the list that's arranged by season to find 1997. I can't go just go click on 1997. It's so stupid. But anyway, so they cut all those people last year, and they cut they cut people a few week a few weeks ago, and then of course this week, you know, it was Braun Strowman, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black. Uh, Lana, Ruby Riot, and somebody from NXT who oh, I not don't. Ruby Riot. That sucks. I think she was good. Ruby Riot's the only one that I was disappointed about. The rest of them, I was like, sweet goodbye. So, <laughs> you know, I have a couple of my like uh, Yankee friends. Uh, like, there's really only two of my group of like eight or nine Yankee friends who who follow wrestling at all. 
Mm-hmm. So they're the ones who kind of alerted me to Shroming getting released, and I like kind of quick stopped what I was doing at work and just like checked the story <laughs> and, said, and said, "Oh, look at that! They released these other people too." Um, my immediate reaction was twofold: one, the rumors have been there, and they're they're not going to go away. Um, they're prepping the company to be sold. When that's, that's going to happen? When that's going to happen? I really don't know. I still would be shocked to see them sell while Vince is alive, but you never know. Um, so th- that's one thing. But the other thing, which I think is really a, a bigger takeaway from this than they're prepping the company to, to sell, is that a year and a half to two years into it here, Vince does not give a fuck about AEW. He does not view them as competition. He does nope. not view them as a threat. And that is AEW's fault not WWE's obviously mm-hmm. but it's like some of those guys could have some value to AEW I'm yes. not 100% sure where because they just keep bringing in new people it seems like and the storylines when I read are still kind of hard to follow and they, they don't seem to make a lot of logical sense and, and in a lot of cases for, for AEW but yeah you can see where Braun Strowman could theoretically have value um Ruby Riot would definitely improve the women's division. Ruby Riot can uh, help. Yeah, I mean, uh, listening to Cornette's podcast from this weekend, he thought Ruby Riot would actually have the most value uh, to AEW out of anybody who, who they released. I, I, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, and it sounds like again that the reason Strowman got released was his contract, not that they were like unhappy with his work. Not it was like you know, oh, you need to go learn a new hold, which was the old wrestling. <laughs> That was the old wrestling parlance for when a territory would tell somebody to go get lost, you know, for a few months. You know, it was like, you know, they would say, oh, go learn, go learn a new hole. Yeah. <laughs> Arm bar. The funniest thing about the Strowman thing is he, like, took a lot of pot shots at indie wrestlers and stuff like a year or two ago. And now he potentially could be one of them. And he, like, took pot shots at them and said, but I also saw where he said, He's done wrestling if he ever is done in WWE, so we'll see if that he follows suit on that. So he'll go back well, to strongman and be nobody again because that I I've watched yeah. a lot of strongman competitions and I never remember seeing his name. Uh, I mean, it, well, well, his name wasn't Braun. Strowman. I know his name was not Braun Strowman, but I I never seen him like in a finals competition. Like if <laughs> and and you know what? When you think about it, then too, you, you, I think I heard somebody say this. I don't remember who now though. Uh, say, hey, wasn't it kind of a minor miracle that they gave him the name Braun Strowman instead of the name Braun Strongman? Yeah. <laughs> that just seems like a typical WWE creative thing, you know, <laughs> you know like, like, like Chili McFreeze and Mason like, Mutilator. Sometimes, and, and everybody likes different people, so sometimes when they cut people, they get it wrong. I actually be- really believe that they cut the right people. I have no problem with any of them. Strowman to me has never really amounted to anything. Despite most despite most of my friends, I don't think Alistair Black is anything special. He can't talk for shit on the mic. He has no charisma. So he was a striker. So he's basically Nakamura with no charisma. So I didn't really I was bored by him. Everybody knows Lana was terrible. So like yeah, there was nothing was going just... there was nothing going on there. She was trying. Yeah. But Lana was fine so long as she wasn't in the ring. She was, right. great. She was fine as a valet, but as a wrestler, uh-uh. um, I mean, 
Buddy Murphy was fine. He wasn't anything special. He's another guy that just they they didn't have anything for him to do. He was fine when he was in NXT. He didn't really yeah. do anything earth changing on the main roster. So he's and, not. He, he's he's one that's not has no charisma for me. Yeah, I don't. Wants, I don't like. I don't like anything. I'm not really a big fan of. And let's be his. honest. The WWE needs to minimize the, needs to downsize their freaking amount of people, anyways, because they don't use a majority of them for anything, anyways. They're just like random people thrown into matches a lot of times, into or especially on Monday stuff, nights, or terrible storylines that last an ep, you know, last one or two uh, weeks, and then it's done. Like it, they they need to downsize their roster. It, it's just. It's been that way for years that they have to do that. Well, I mean, AEW does too. Yes, and some of these guys, like Andrade, ending up in AEW is fine. Like, I don't have a problem with that because he he'll he'll probably work there. Like, he's a good wrestler. And yeah, I like Andrade a lot. I'm so excited him, you went there. Him going there makes sense. Ruby Riot going there would make sense because their women's division is terrible and they can use yep. all the help they can get because they need people to feed Britt Baker right now because they're not going to take the bell off her. They just put it on her. So they need good people to put in programs with Britt Baker. Yep. But if I was going to guess, I would say Alistair Black ends up on Impact. If I was going to guess, that's where I would, I would guess he goes. If he's going to go somewhere, I would see him potentially going to Impact. I really want him to go somewhere where I don't watch. I don't watch Impact, so if he ends up there, I don't care. So, and, and I, even when, even when, and, and this is me talking, not you guys, even when they got rid of Miro, I, I've always thought he was crap too. So, and I think he's crap in AEW too. And it's like, oh, look, look what we got. We got something here. And I think WWE got rid of him because they knew that there wasn't a lot there. And when they got rid of him, I'm like, cool. I was hoping I wouldn't have to see him again either. Now I have to see him every week cutting terrible promos on AEW. So, well, I I never saw Miro, so I can't say anything. Well, no, you saw Rusev. That's Rusev, Jeremy. Oh, Rusev. Oh, yeah. yeah. His name's He's Miro now. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot they changed his name completely. Well, I knew he wasn't going to be Rusev because that's trademarked by the WWE, but I didn't. I didn't realize that he was going by Miro because I don't watch AEW. But right. um, I think, I think yeah. Miro's his real first name. That would yeah, surprise me. Yeah, um, but, but um, it's just he's average to me. I mean, uh, my, yeah. uh, the best it, my the, the best thing he ever did for me was the whole Rusev Day stuff with uh, uh, with what's his name English and whatnot. That that was good stuff. But after but that, just, I mean, it's what it is. Just because we we happen to be talking about him. Jim Cornette, like two weeks ago, I think, like he was reviewing the AEW show, and it wasn't the best AEW show I've ever seen. But Jim Cornette said the best part of the show was a promo with Miro and Lance Archer, and it was it was it was a, it was garbage the promo. And I'm like, all the stuff that he could have picked, and Cornette was like, <laughs> his favorite part was this promo that wasn't good. Like it just wasn't. It's not even about me liking either of those guys. It just wasn't a good promo. And there were there was a match or two. I know he's not going to pick a match with the Cucamonga kids because he loves them. And <laughs> hey, hey, I watched their night match on Friday night, and I thought it was pretty mad. It was. I, I thought the match was good with the Death Triangle again. Like they they put I like that. And at the pay per view, the two best matches were the one with the box in it and the one with Kenny in it. With Twinkle Toes, as he calls him. <laughs> no, 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 no
Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang. Okay. <laughs> twinkle Toes <laughs> McFinger Bang. Wow. He, awesome. he, he hates, uh, Cornette hates Omega more than the Bucks because of stuff that Omega uh, did in the past, like <laughs> wrestling blow up dolls and wrestling the Invisible Man and shit like that. Well, so. Sometimes you got to do I mean, if, stuff if, if, that's fucking weird. If he's, <laughs> if he's going to complain about that, he should complain about when Brian Pillman wrestled a pencil. All right. So, yeah, anyway, um, we actually have somebody besides ourselves here that is like watching. So, uh, good shout out to Monica Piro. I hope I said her last name right. She is. She joined us. She's watching. So, big shout out to her for joining us. Thank you. We appreciate the, you watching. I, uh, I just, I just wanted to kind of finish this with with this thought. This okay. This <laughs> no, I don't want to hear it no more. <laughs> No, no, no. This, hold on. No, and this this is and again, this is not me got the stopwatch out. <laughs> this, is, this, this, is, this is not me criticizing NXT, but the way that the company uses people who were in NXT. All right. I I looked this up and kind of wrote all this stuff down. There have been 18 different guys who have held the NXT championship. Hmm. Eight of them are still or, or I'm sorry, eight of them are on the main roster right now. Oh, shit. Five of them are in NXT. Four of them have never been to the main roster. Uh, and one of them was, like, you could almost say that he was relegated back to NXT in a way. Five of them are no longer with the company. Of the guys who are still on the main roster, only three of them have won either the WWE title or the Universal title. Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. And Finn Balor was the Universal champion for, what, a day? You know, yeah, he's oh, yeah. Because of Seth Rollins? Rollins? That's right. <laughs> and they, create, they created the greatest moment in WWE history for me personally when Kevin Owens won the belt. So Yeah. So, but then it's like, you look like, you know, obviously Rollins is a superstar. Obviously Rollins is a superstar. Drew probably would be if they'd had fans in the building for the last year, but it's, it already seems like they're starting to kind of fuck it up with him now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owens, you know, I like Owens. Um, unfortunately, his universal title reign ended up being about putting the title on Goldberg. It did, um, but it did so, also end. It did also end uh, the best six months of wrestling in the last five years. So. Yeah, you know, that was that was a great storyline, but. You know, so the other guys who were NXT champions were, were Big E, who's been, in, you know, obviously the New Day's been fine, and he's won the Intercontinental title a couple of times, but it seems like he's hit a ceiling. Bo Dallas, no longer with the company, only ever won the tag team titles once. Adrian yeah. Neville Adrian Neville was a two-time Cruiserweight champion, but was begging to be out of his contract. With there's a guy, there's a guy who AEW has, knows how to use, that WWE did not know how to use. Pac is a beast, and WWE... I've, I've, been, I've been fine with what I've seen from him when, you know, when I what yeah. he's on. I like he's, him. He can go. He's, yeah. he's a really good wrestler. So. Uh, Sami Zayn, uh, who's been an Intercontinental Champion twice. But once again, there's a yeah, ceiling they, for him. They don't know what to do with him. There, there's a ceiling for him, and he's... Largely a comedy guy, you could say. Yes. Uh, Owens, in addition, won the Universal title, won the Intercontinental twice, the U.S. three times. I mean, he's really been fine, but he's also a guy they're never going to build a company around or give an extended title run to at this point. 
Uh, Balor, Samoa Joe, the best he did was win the U.S. title twice, and now, of course, he's gone. Now, obviously, there was injuries and everything there. Shinsuke Nakamura, the guy who I thought they were going to push up, you know, to the moon, and wow, did they sour on him fast. Now, it's like he's been an Intercontinental Champion, a Tag Team Champion, a U.S. Champion. He won the Royal Rumble, but they kind of just, I guess, you know, I, I let, let's be honest. They stopped pushing him because he's not a native English speaker. That's probably it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bobby Roode, you know, Bobby Roode won the U.S. title once, and he's been a three-time tag team champion now, but, you know, he's never going to get a main event push. He's also – He should be on 40. AEW. He, he's also in his 40s. Uh, he's closer to the end of his career than anything yeah, he's else. he's close to the end of his career. Uh, Drew, I mentioned, Andrade, who won the U.S. title once, and, of course, they never used him worth anything. Nope. Uh Alistair Black, never won a title on the main roster, barely used on the main roster. Now he's gone. Oh. Then you got the four guys who are still in NXT, Ciampa, Gargano, Cole, and Cross. And then you have the mysterious case of Keith Lee. <laughs> who it seems... No one knows what's going on with that guy these days. Who it seemed like was getting a push, and then all of a sudden... And all of a sudden, the wrestling gods interfered and made everything better for me. So, right. But, so, my my point is here, and this is why this is one of the reasons. Really, uh, we 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 got into that whole discussion several weeks back, where I was saying like NXT doesn't matter. Vince just doesn't seem to know what to do with NXT when you come right down to that's it's, true. It, that's yeah, very yeah. It's. Anybody who wants to try to argue that it's a co-equal brand to Raw and SmackDown, no, it's not. I mean, the way that the guys get used differently from that from NXT to either Raw or SmackDown pretty much tells you that. And some of the stuff that I was just going over, I think, backs that up. And it's like, if you're gonna bother to have NXT and you're and, and you want to treat it like a developmental territory, or whatever, shouldn't you be the shouldn't you be developing guys? And then, you know, you put them to good use when you call them up to Raw or SmackDown. Again, it's like, other than, like, the Shield guys, and yes, Roman Reigns never won the NXT title. Just, you know, kind of interesting. He was probably not ready to anyway, but um, really, it's like, other than the Shield guys, or, like, Owens. <coughs> oh, he's got who, COVID. Who, <laughs> who, who, can you, who can you say has really been once they left NXT and came to the main roster has had like a true total lasting impact. That's why I'm, that's why I'm scared to death of Adam Cole going to the main roster because that guy has boatloads of talents, like the future star, but they're going to ruin him. They take that guy to the main roster. They're going to ruin him probably. And, and I got to be honest with you. Um, I think that's completely justified to be worried about that, but this is also yep. again why I don't watch NXT. I don't want to get, attached to any of these guys and then see them get called up to Raw or SmackDown and that they either change their character completely or that they just, you know, fuck with them or and, and, and don't use them. And, like, they're on TV for, like, you know, two pay-per-views and then it's like, you know, they're, they they disappear. So, um... The only yeah. people that have had a good run is the Street Profits and they're a tag team. Yeah, and... 
They're the really only ones that haven't fucked up yet. Do you see either of those guys ever being Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels, you know, bringing in the sense of, you know, breaking out from the tag team and becoming a... I mean, Montez Montez, yeah. I don't think he's going to be a world... I don't know if Montez is going to be a world champion, but his charisma there, and he could definitely be a singles wrestler that could work. It's always going to be could work. We can never play that will work because we don't know. So you can play that. There's also, you just talked about tag teams and men. There's definitely women from NXT that have had a lasting impact on the main roster. So and it's yeah, weird they, because the women yeah, have had more impact than the men have. That that's like, true. By far, by far, it's not even. You're right, Joe. It's not even close. And honest. I mean that's 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 both interesting and a little sad in some ways. And I don't mean to disparage the women's wrestlers. I'm definitely not doing that because I do think that they're all great. You know, we're talking about like the horsewomen and some of the other ones who have come up, you know, but it's it's just kind of it, it's just really ironic again that, you know, you you've gotten more out of the female wrestlers and and like, well, like, why? It's like, is there a particular reasons like what does Vince see in some of those female wrestlers that he doesn't seem to see in some of these male wrestlers? That's what I'm not quite figuring out, but. And again, to try to get in the mind of uh, Vince McMahon is something that's probably best left not done. So, <laughs> right. I don't know. But again, this will just be an interesting thing to continue to watch as time goes by. Uh, if they continue cutting back on stuff, then again, like I said, it may not be imminent. It may not happen in the next few months or the next year even. But I think eventually you just got to figure that at some point they're going to sell the company and then got the Fox. like they're not going to sell the Fox. If they're going to sell anybody, it's going to be the Comcast, NBC, Universal, Taco Bell, Prudential. Uh, uh, they might sell the Fox. You know, Chevrolet. You know, that's we'll a So We'll see if we're, if we're really going to get Cena, Roman, and Brock Bobby at SummerSlam because I think those two are coming. So That would not be cool. <laughs> I don't want to see the interest anymore. Vegas. They need good old they, Vegas. They need, to, they need to make sure people are in the arena, Jeremy. And um, true, suicide, the Suicide Squad comes out the uh, the first week of of August. So you know, Cena could probably you know just it, he'll be able to help promote the work and everything by being back on 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 the TV and everything. So yeah, all right, so. With that being said, it's time to move on to something. That's fine. We're going to talk some NFL. We're going to talk some NBA uh, because there's some good things going on in the NBA. And there are some interesting things that I've seen recently that are kind of disturbing with the NFL. Um, But before we do that, I want to give a big shout out to not our sponsor by any means, but kind of an unofficial sponsor of Dr. Squash. Um, I recently uh-huh. purchased some of their body soaps, which uh, I love the smell of all of them, and I started using the grape IP, grapefruit IPA, which smells fucking awesome. It smells like citrus, and then it smells like beer. And I was like, this is pretty manly. <laughs> it's good stuff. So, so Told you it big was. Shout out to the, big shout out to them for uh, developing some all-natural soaps that actually make you smell good instead of like being all natural and you smell like dirt um so that's pretty cool um, and they clean you yes they really do clean you i was kind of <laughs> worried because uh i thought about trying natural stuff before and all the things i had read about natural stuff was um you don't feel clean you don't smell good it's uh like 
washing with dirty water. I was like, oh God, that's gross. Uh, so uh, natural products have evidently come a long, long way. So that's good. So two things uh, that I want to talk about in the NFL. One, I did see that Julio Jones got traded, which I was very surprised by that because I thought he was going to be a Falcon for life. Uh, I knew he was going to get traded. I was more surprised about where he went. Yes, the Titans. He uh, he, he got his wish. Um, yep. Now, of course, uh, my uh, I'll be more interested to see uh, if and when Matt Ryan says he wants out of town too. Yeah, it's a possibility. So I thought that was interesting. So I guess three things, because I also saw a headline that says, um, who's the coach of Tampa Bay? I cannot remember. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is upset that people are going to work out with Tom Brady and not coming to OTAs. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of fucking funny. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> if it's your team, if, your te- if, if his teammates, his players on his team are working out with Tom Brady and not going to OTAs, <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah, because OTAs wait. aren't fucking mandatory. They're not. They're an optional wait. fucking thing. Wait it's till like, later yeah. on in the summer when everyone has to show up. Just, just be thankful they're working out with Tom Brady. That's all you like, got to worry about. I was laughing. I was like, that's just really stupid. <laughs> really like he dumb. should know better by now. Just it's, let it be. Yeah, you got to deal with that shit. Oh well, too bad. So sad. <laughs> so the, the big one I wanted to bring up because this has been a, it, this has been a huge controversy for like weeks now, ever since it dropped, that Tim Tebow has <laughs> gotten the uh, opportunity to try out. He has, as far as I know, I haven't read anything yet that he has officially been signed to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, he's signed. Oh, did he sign? Finally sign. Because everything I had seen up until this point. Um, so I, I just didn't see that yet, is that he had been given the opportunity to work out and try and make the team just like any fucking other player. But this has caused a huge fucking uproar because he had been retired from football for years uh, now, um, has been played on for the Mets, played for the Mets. <laughs> That's <laughs> Did, my that league team. Work. Yeah, that didn't work out so well. Um he was doing a lot of like, I believe missionary work and, and he's very much into his beliefs in God and stuff like that. Very Christian beliefs. Um, and I really got kind of pissed off at the whole situation. Cause I personally don't care. I'm like, whatever, you know, if, if, um, you know, they want to give him an opportunity down in Jacksonville, if good old, um, Nick Saban, right. Nick Saban. Yeah. Oh. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. I'm Urban sorry. Meyer. I don't know why I thought Nick Saban, whatever. Uh, but if Urban Meyer wants to give him a shot, it's his fucking call. Like, that's his choice. And there's a lot of history between Urban Meyer and fucking Tim Tebow. Whether you like Tim Tebow or not, and I know Matt does not like him at all because he played for Florida. Which is... <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I know he you also, don't. He also played for the Broncos, unfortunately. So Yes, true. Which was very tough for you to go, oh my God, the guy that I hate. Tim, <laughs> Tim Tebow. <laughs> so, whether you like the guy or don't like the guy. The simple but, fact I don't is, have a problem with him. I don't have a problem with him. The simple fact is, is that he was offered a chance to try out. Now, as Darth Pat said, he is now officially signed. So evidently, he fucking did really well at the tight end position, which oh, he, he never did. played. Um, did really well, and he is worth Urban Meyer giving him the fucking tight end position. They needed a tight end anyways. He they evidently didn't one, too. Yeah, they drafted one, but they, you know, you, you never know how a draft pick's going to work out. 
He knows what kind of athlete Team Tebow is. So he expects Tim Tebow to bust his fucking ass and fucking give him everything he's got because that's the kind of person that Tim Tebow is. That's the kind of, you know, that's just the way he, he, he works as an athlete and a person. My favorite person to hate as a fucking a, a sports analyst, Stephen A. Dickhead Smith. <laughs> this jackass. He's an acquired taste. He really is. Um, and it's funny because there was at one point I liked him because I thought he really just kind of told you how it is. And I've slowly started to dislike him because he makes everything now, in my view, he brings race into fucking everything. There can't, you can't just fucking tell the story. Can't just give his opinion. Everything's got to bring race into it. And that's what he fucking did with this whole story. He went on record saying, I don't care if you like what I say or not, but I'm saying it. He believes that Tim Tebow's opportunity is a case of white fucking privilege. Now, I'm not going to sit I here and debate. And I, I don't. That. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to debate whether it is or not. But I think that is a fucking very ignorant remark based on the fact that the majority of athletes in the NFL are black. Um, so it's not like they're the minority of players in the NFL and they're trying and every, you know, oh, well, you're giving it to this, this white guy because, you know, you know, you don't want any more black people. Like, it, it, the majority of athletes uh, in the NFL the are black. The they drafted was black from the University of Illinois. Dude's okay. like 6'6", six, six, and he's a beast. I can't pronounce his name worth the shit, but the kid's good. Right. So it's not like he he picked a, a white guy over a black guy. So, he, it, you know, it, I don't understand in, in Stephen A. Smith's mind, and, and I'm not going to try and understand it, how that becomes white privilege. Now, I watched a very interesting video given by – a, uh, a black gentleman and I put the link in our in, in the comments so anybody that wants to go and watch it you can see his take on it because I think he does a very good job of really just calling out Stephen A. Smith's stupidity uh, his name is uh, it's his page is the officer Tatum he's Brandon Tatum is who he is um, and like he's a conservative person so a lot of people may not like him because he doesn't have you know liberal views or whatever um whatever your political stance is he's conservative so he he, he gives it a different point of view but he is a black gentleman and he okay. you know he even goes into the fact that he lists like six or seven people that are black that did some fucked up shit and still got to finish their career and had contract extensions through that stuff one particularly Ray Lewis, who was being was being tried and looked at for fucking a murder case. But I still think that he he knew about and he got away with. So and got to finish out his contract. He and he made the point. Nullified him when they put him in the Hall of Fame. They made him like he's a hero. Yeah. So I cannot think of a, a you know, and then Michael Vick too with the whole fucking dog thing. He goes to prison and then he gets out and he's back in the fucking NFL like. Do he's his point was? Do you honestly think that if that happened to somebody that was white, that same shit that that would they would still allow that white person, that white player, to be able to come back in the NFL? I don't think they would. I think they've made. I think that the NFL has made exceptions because 
and I don't want to say based on color, I think they just made exceptions to say, okay, this is our demographic and we got to bring people back because they bring people to the television and they bring people to the seats. I, I may be right or wrong, but I that commented the whole white privilege thing because I one, I don't understand it because um, I don't, maybe I have white privilege. I don't, I don't know what that really is to me because I fucking had to work for everything I've ever had. I've always fucking kept my nose clean and out of fucking trouble. Um, but I'm also not black, so I can't. I don't know what that group of people goes through on a daily basis just because their skin color is different. So I can't really talk to whether I have white privilege or not. All I know is I fucking work my ass off to get every fucking thing I got. <laughs> That's all I know. So this, this, I'm not trying to. Joe, Joe already knows this, but because he saw it. But Pat, you and Jeremy may not. And I'm not trying to segue this back to wrestling, but it's funny that Urban Meyer's name came up. During the stadium stampede match at the AEW pay-per-view, they managed to work their way into Urban Meyer's office. And he was there. Oh, interesting. He was getting Chris Jericho footballs to throw at MJF. And at one point, Urban Meyer goes, holy shit. (laughs) So it was kind of funny. Like, I, 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 I chuckled. Did you chuckle, Joe? I did. I thought it was yeah. kind of humorous. It was not. Was, it was very unexpected. I think so. Yeah, it was a little humorous there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, so after seeing that, like, it just gave me another reason not to really like Stephen A. Smith. And like you guys said, he's an acquired taste, and I completely get that. And I stopped definitely paying not my, I stopped paying attention to him a long time ago. So. Right. So I I just want to get uh your guys' way in on the whole Tim Tebow situation. And if you want to make a comment about what Stephen A. Smith or go watch it yourselves, I, I would, you know, that's up to you guys. I'm, I'm fine with Tebow getting a, getting a shot. So I, I don't like him, but I don't, I mean, if he earned a shot, then it's fine with me. So. Yeah. I'd have to go back and watch. Cause I, I usually listen, I usually, uh, listen to, uh, um, uh, uh, the morning show he does with, uh, Max Kellerman and stuff like that. Uh, so I don't watch it all the time or listen to it all the time. So I definitely must have missed that episode. I could hear less of Tim Tebow got a shot. I mean, he's he got jacked for uh, his role at tight end. I heard like two days in a row, OTAs or whatever, like he didn't drop one pass. Trevor Lawrence was raving about him. Some of the other players were raving about Tebow. I mean, listen, outside of, you know, so if you like him or not, like he's just overall a good person and just people like him for that. I could care less if he got a shot. Um, the only thing I can think of, that he may have kind of brought that up is, I mean, still at the end of the day, there's a lot of people in, in either higher up, even higher up people in management in the NFL still think that Colin Kaepernick should still get a shot uh, at uh, at beating the NFL. So, right. I mean, well, maybe it has something to do with that. Maybe not. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch that uh, and see all of his comments and whatnot. But overall, I could care less if Tebow got a shot. I mean, yeah. he's just trying to Live if he out. doesn't he, mention Colin Kaepernick at all, I'm sure that might be the back the basis of his comment for that. But he doesn't mention Colin Kaepernick at all, at least not that I heard um, or remember hearing. Um, it was just and, and the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Like I could care less if they want to give Colin Kaepernick a shot. He can give Colin Colin Kaepernick a shot. I don't fucking care. Like if he, if he was that good of an athlete and that good of a quarterback. He, I think he'd fucking be in the league 
regardless of the shit that he did outside of the league and in his political views. I don't think that's not, that as big of a fucking deal as people are making it out to be. I think it's the fact that he's not fucking good enough to be an NFL quarterback. I think it was his political views. Everything he said, that pretty much he 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 was their scapegoat. He was definitely their scapegoat at that time. And I can, fine, see I, I can see I it agree too. with you, Jeremy. I don't think he was that good of a quarterback. I think he was overrated. I never really thought he was that good. And 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 to be honest, he's better, and, he's, he's better than at least a, almost half the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, not, I don't know. Yes. So, but when it came to he had what's I'm trying to remember what the hell happened um, because it was so long ago now but didn't he have like a team coming to see him and like he had set it up and they were going to the one fucking facility and then all of a sudden he decided like changed it 30 minutes before like it was supposed to happen he changed where they were going to be and then like nobody showed up and he's like well nobody showed up and they're like you fucking changed where you were going to be like <laughs> that was his uh, whole argument with the NFL and uh, Roger Goodell. He was trying to stick it to Goodell because Goodell wanted wanted to do it on their terms or whatever the case may be. He was trying to pull. He he, he just felt the NFL was trying to pull the narrative of you know it was they wanted him to do it on their time and not his time per se. That's well, how I that, took it. it isn't that kind of how all jobs work? Hey, here's the interview. Here's the time where we're going to be available. Can you? Can, can, are you available at this time? Yes or no. If not, okay. Well, we got to pick a different time. You kind of work with yeah. who your employer is going to be. Like it, you don't get the like. I don't go into a job and say, okay, uh, you're going to interview me uh, at this time, and this is going to be the location we're going to do that. They fucking laugh in my face. Like, oh, of course. <laughs> but at the same point, here, here's the other narrative and a major and. A, Major sports is totally different than our our day to day job. Yeah, I agree, one hundred. That's 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 the part that sucks. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think Callum Kaepernick was a great quarterback. I think he was an average quarterback and a very good serviceable quarterback. But I still think he's better than the majority of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I would rather have him as my backup than half the backups out there right now. Well, and see, that's the thing. He doesn't want to. If, from everything that I've read and heard, he doesn't want to be a backup. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like no, he, 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 wants, he wants to be a, be a starter. Starter. And, and, he, and that's where he's going to struggle. He has to find that inner self where, hey, if I get back in the NFL, I might be a backup. I'm just going to have to ride just, it until I get my opportunity. Right. If you want to be the so starter, you got to outplay the starter. That. Yep. You know, you can't, you can't, you know, there's that old statement. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Well, he wants his cake and eat it too. He wants to be back in the NFL under his own terms. And that's not at this point in time, not it's not going to happen. Like you've caused, mm-hmm. you've caused too much problems to be able to have both. Now, if he was an upstanding citizen and, and you know, if he had all the qualities that Tim Tebow had, he probably would have his cake and eat it too. But unfortunately, he doesn't have the same character as a Tim Tebow. It's it's horrible to say oh, that. Not not a godly aspect, but it, this is a touchy subject because he didn't really do anything where he was a bad human being. He was just sticking up for the rights of others. Now, I think the biggest thing that he screwed up on was the whole like fucking wearing that Castro T-shirt, wherever whatever happened with that shit when he was in Florida or whatever. I don't think that was a good good move on his part, but yeah. Other than it, that, you know. yeah, it, it is what it is, and you know, Joe and I don't necessarily see hundred percent eye to eye, 
you know, I can, and, and this is what I like. We can respect each other enough to say, okay, this is your view. This is my view. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we respect our, each other's view and we don't have to be dicks about it. You know, um, like I, there's no way I could do a show with Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> I mean, like Colin Cowher, he's a, mouth- he's, he's a guy I can't listen to anymore. Yeah, he's I can't, he's tough. I can't. He's I, I just sometimes I feel like he's the stuff that comes the stuff he talks about is like you're 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 a little bit older than some of us on this show, right? So you saw the same shit we did, and I just I listen to him sometimes, and I'm like, where, like where are you coming from? Like how do you <laughs> how do you how do you how do you rationalize what you're saying right now to your audience? I was listening to him when he uh, basically said everybody that watches wrestling is a redneck. I stopped listening to him when he started when oh. he, back in the day when he used to make fun of wrestling fans for being idiots. So, yeah, just admit he's he might he's be half true on some of that. <laughs> but I mean, it, <laughs> it's the United States. I mean, back in I mean back in the day, probably yeah, territory was yeah. <laughs> saying that's when i lived in pennsylvania with you guys this isn't like i, I know i know i've so. heard many a time say that well, shit. Cons- but yeah to- the funny part is is he has had wrestlers on his goddamn show oh yeah he hilarious. has hilarious he's ex- he's accepted the wrestling community now well at least the wrestlers maybe not the community <laughs> yeah we're about your rednecks but you've had wrestlers on your show bro yeah yeah no colin Cowher is another one like i can take him or leave him at times sometimes i think he has some, he says he had makes some good points and other times i'm like well, what the fuck are you talking about I don't, man i don't even really i don't even really like skip bayless except for he hates lebron so like i, I can handle bayless because he hates on lebron a lot so i can yeah but, but then you gotta listen really... to Sh- but then you gotta listen to shannon sharp love yes. lebron yes, you have to listen to shannon sharp suck lebron's dick which is exactly <laughs> what he's doing so <laughs> yeah darth pat before we move on to the nba any thoughts sir you don't want them. <laughs> Are you really? We don't want them? Well, I, I don't think we want to go down there because I'm thinking I'm not, uh, I'm, Darth I'm Pat's. Not, I'm not engaging this. I'm not engaging this. Yes. You can kind of see the, uh, the, the, the frustration on his face right now. Um, so let's move on to the NBA. And the playoffs have started, which are fantastic. Because I can, I feel like I can honestly root for the Sixers because the Sixers actually might go somewhere in the playoffs this year. As long uh, as good. healthy. Yes. Um, so it, it's looking promising for the Sixers to at least go to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe go to the you know the NBA Finals. We'll see. At this point, I want Brooklyn. I want Brooklyn. They, they lost today, so. I know. Which was I don't know what the hell happened in that game because there was nobody that evidently knows how to play defense because it was this what was, I was it, like one twenty eight to one twenty four some shit yeah it was like ridiculous <laughs> like scoring defense was, like, was optional <laughs> yeah Atlanta's, why Atlanta's sneaking up on people because I, I I really thought the Knicks were going to beat the Hawks so the Knicks kind of laid an egg in the postseason so yes and how about them I, Knicks they actually made the postseason on that serious. That series is a little toss up for me. I was, I was, that could have gone either way for me. Yeah. But it was just interesting how the playoffs kind of happened. We can you know, the, the, celebrate now, Joe, the Valley. We can celebrate the Phoenix Suns beating LeBron. 
let's take Ava a step Brian. back before we get back. Let's take a step <laughs> back first, because we have to talk. We have to talk about kind of how this all happened, because we were away for a couple weeks, so we missed being able to talk about the playoff, the play ins to the playoffs, because it was play ins. Actually, I think they're. No. I, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, it made it a little it's bit different more, spin. It, it made it more kind of in in a way more like the the tournament in the NCAA a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. Um, but it's a, it's a different spin on it. It gives you more excitement. Like, you know, and I mean, anything can happen at that point. So it's kind of like, it's, it's a cool concept to have a, have a play in. Yeah. So it gives those, those, those extra teams. A yeah, chance who, to... Who's going to get the seven and eight spot? Like who's going to get it? You know, you know, so yeah. you have the, it sucks yeah. for me watching Golden State choke <laughs> against the Lakers because they should have won that game. And then watching them, get the game to overtime against Memphis and then they just double team Steph as soon as they inbounded the ball they just two guys went to him and they're like we're gonna make and I would have done that too I don't blame them I would be like fuck this I'm not letting Steph beat me but it sucks as a Steph fan watching two guys just go to him and they're like we're gonna make everybody and there's not enough guy Clay Thompson's not playing so there's not enough guys on the team that are they're not gonna beat you because they're not gonna make enough shots <laughs> yeah so you had the Lakers and the Warriors play. They the Lakers won that game. game. It was a and good game. So the Lakers secured the seventh spot, and then the eighth spot went to help me out because I didn't Memphis to Memphis, uh, which I'm pretty sure they laid an egg in their um, play. Yeah, Memphis, yeah, yeah. Memphis didn't do very well. I mean, so. Memphis, is, Memphis is John Morant and everybody else. Like John Morant's a yeah. star, and then they've got a bunch yeah. of other guys in that team that are okay, but John Morant's the star on that team. So. It, it, and that's the thing that makes it interesting about the play-in tournament is because it's one game. You know, you, you win this game, depending, I, I don't remember all the details, but, like, if you win, then you get to here. And the losing team gets to go on and play the winner of this, you know, the loser of this team or whatever to get to this spot or whatever it goes. So it's an interesting concept, and it's kind of a cool concept. Yeah. Kind of so 7-8 play. So seven, yeah, the 7-8 plays, the winner gets in, the loser plays the winner of the 9-10. Yeah. yeah. So whoever loses the nine ten is automatically out. The yes. winner gets the second chance to beat the number who, who to get the number eight. It, it didn't matter who won out of Memphis and the Warriors because neither of them are going to beat Utah. But I think no. I think that Steph is a person that just the casual NBA fan can sit down and watch Steph play. So because he's fun to yeah. watch. So they lost. Morant's a star. He's going to be a star, but he's a different kind of player than Steph is. Steph is, like, very unique. Trey Young is the only other person, and maybe Damian Lillard. Those are the only two people other than Steph who play that bomb in the way, and they do that stuff that Steph does. So, yeah. Yeah. so let's go So let's go over to East because we had the two play-on games and that, and uh, somebody else is going to help have to help me with Boston, that because I didn't Boston, pay, pay attention. Boston beat the Wizards to get the seventh seed, okay. and then the Wizards beat the Pacers to get the eighth seed. And the Wizards and the Celtics both lost four one in there. They they didn't yes. do and, much. And and I'm gonna so I got, I'm gonna chime in because the Sixers are my team. I must say I fucking absolutely love that shit because I cannot stand fucking Westbrook. I think he's <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say overrated because he's one hell of a fucking player. But guess what? I don't give a shit how many fucking triple doubles you have. You can't fucking win in the playoffs. That's true. <laughs> So you can go down as a stat monster, but guess what? You don't fucking win. Yeah, you're still going to make the Hall of Fame because of your stats, but you're still not 
that fucking that that next level player. You're not that next level. I'm sorry. There was, there was no reason for the dipshit in Philly to throw popcorn on him, but no, that was fucking oh, highly uncalled for. Uh, yeah. yeah, what's going no on with these fans lately? Yeah, we have He's some like we have some NBA <laughs> fan issues in the, in the first round of the playoffs. So yeah, I don't know why that was. Apparently, a year in quarantine has made everybody uh, forget how to behave in public. Yeah, yeah. that was just. And ridiculous and called for bullshit. Yeah, I don't. That that was fun. Although, although it did lead. I told Joe it did lead to a very funny meme that Adam sent me. It was a picture of LeBron laying on the floor holding his leg, and it said, "This is LeBron if he got popcorn thrown on him." <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's awesome. So now we got to go to the West, and we got to talk about our favorite <laughs> NBA player. <laughs> and his team the flop. fucking losing which was just fucking fantastic it, it was I mean I don't wish for t- people to lose but when the team when yeah you do okay so I kind of I kind of do <laughs> yes you do we all do because I do but when you're when somebody when a team gets hyped up like they made it sound like okay when LeBron comes back there's no fucking stopping the Lakers. The Lakers are going to yeah. be dominant. Like nobody it doesn't matter. Like he comes back and they really they. they it's not like they fucking ex, they, they uh, jumped up like a whole bunch. I mean, the other the other guy on that team who has a new nick, nickname, Street Clothes, he got hurt. So who's that? Uh, Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. Uh, Charles Barkley started calling him Street Clothes because he said every time he sees him, he's in street clothes. <laughs> And the fortunate, he, he's he's a really good player, but he always he every, every he year it's 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 always something. Well, but, LeBron's getting that and, way now too. But the thing is, is that's going to be their excuse why LeBron didn't go to the NBA Finals because AD got hurt. Oh, oh really? Oh really? Is that that he he, he needs AD to take him to the finals? You're the goat per se. All you goat fans, you think LeBron's the goat in? You need AD to take you to the finals. Now you win it. That's not what a goat status is, broskies. It's called put your team on your back, like the other goat did, and you take them to the NBA finals. Do what you're supposed to do. Not sit there and walk off the court early like you did the other day too. Because uh... stayed up. I stayed up to watch the end of that game because I was like, I'm making sure the Lakers lose before I go to bed because they. Devin Booker came out like a house on fire that night and scored like 20 points in the first quarter. And I'm like, I am Booker not. Was... Yeah, Booker. Booker... Yeah, Booker was in fuego, bro. <laughs> That's a pretty good like first playoff series to average 30 points in your first playoff series in the NBA. That's pretty impressive to do that over six games to average 30 points. So he I, I, Phoenix scared me a little bit when they were down. And I'm like, oh god, please, please, I can't, I can't deal with this shit no more. <laughs> And they came back, and, and I watched and, that game, and I was like, just just take so, tonight, please. So, even though it was kind of dickish, I did chuckle when Jay Crowder did the salsa in front of LeBron and then knew he was going to get ejected and just ran back to the locker room. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was dickish, and I thought it was funny. But he like, knew it. He, he knew was caught in the he knew he it. On the he ran, as soon as he did it, he just ran back to the locker room, Jeremy, because he knew he was going to get ejected. He, he didn't care. <laughs> well, I, was, I saw I saw the so meme great. that go. I saw the meme that went with that because they show 
him doing the salsa, and then they show the commercial that LeBron's in as the salsa king. I'm like, oh my god! And like, yeah. what are you? The lo- only reason like, why he did it? Thought like he's it, like it. Awesome. It shows me something about LeBron. Like, as good as a player LeBron is, and as good a humanitarian, he's doing yeah. shit for fucking money. Like, he is legit doing shit for fucking money. Like, nobody can tell me fucking different. I don't. He might be using that money for good causes, but he's literally doing shit for fucking money. Like, I gotta find that whole commercial. About and, the salsa king, but uh, there's no, they, no doubt it's got to be. It, it's all about money. It, 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 got it's, a little, it got a little bit chippy at the end of that game because with like 30 seconds left or 30, like Booker dunked, and it was like the Lakers were mad at him because he dunked on that on that breakaway, and it's just like, and then they got chippy. I thought Booker got thrown was going to get thrown out. Booker thought he got ejected, like after he did that because it got chippy, and I kind of like Booker because he's got a little bit of an edge. Like whereas I think Steph. Is kind of a pretty boy, and there's no edge to Steph really. Booker's got a little bit of an edge, like he stands up for himself when because he got ejected from another game for hard fouling somebody. So, but it, it got chippy at the end of that. And then LeBron doesn't shake hands with anybody, leaves the court like after the. So this is after the game. Before that, he left the court five or six minutes before the game was over. So he was nowhere near the bench at, at the end of game five. So he leaves the bench. I don't remember what his coach's bullshit reason was for why he left the bench. It was horseshit. And then after game six, he doesn't shake anybody's hands. They show him immediately going back to the locker room. Everybody else is on there hugging and giving five and talking to each other. He's in the locker room already. Yeah, okay. so the, the thing that he tried to do to make up for that is he, he reached out to Booker later after the game, and he went over and, like, had a jersey. He took a picture with him with a signed jersey or some jazz like that. I'm like – great i don't care like go talk to the young kid that's that's great but it's like jalen rose and some of the other people were like did not like the fact that he did that just like I, i'm sorry like this 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 cements i don't want to hear a fucking word from anybody ever again that he's the goat taking all shoved up their ass i don't give a shit so, sharp can do it and fucking kendrick perkins he's another one they just praise him like he's fucking god's gift to green earth they can both go fuck themselves so here's the, so Joe. I don't know if you saw the press conference after because I know AJ does not remember what the coach said. But do you remember what the coach said as far as LeBron's no. reason? I really I, I didn't supposedly, I, I watch supposedly, I watch it because it's yeah. just gonna it was just gonna be bullshit. Supposedly at the end of bullshit. I heard that he had to start some kind of treatment for his ankle, and I'm like, okay, so okay. we're doing that when there's six minutes left in the game when you're yeah. getting blown when you're getting waxed, like. You're, you don't you don't do that. You don't go start your treatment. You can start when the game's over. They were down by thirty or whatever at that point, and it was embarrassing. Like it was that was an embarrassing game for the for the Lakers team and fans to get waxed like they did in Game Five. That game was over at the end of the first quarter. So, and then it was so, no fight. Like they didn't they didn't. The problem is is like I know Magic Johnson recently said some some interesting things about Dennis Schrader. Um, probably not coming back to the Lakers or they shouldn't resign him because he's not a Laker and various other things. This is like, I, I don't care if you lose it by 30. You know, it's funny because um, the Bulls played uh, Portland and I don't remember if it was game five. They were down by like 21 or 23 they put the points. In. They put the bench yeah. in and, and Jordan was yeah. waving the towel on the yeah. bench. <laughs> yeah. 
like they put the bench in. Phil Jackson took all the starters out, and he put the bench in. And Bobby Hansen and that group started like they were like, we're not giving up on this game yet, and they played their asses off, and they brought it down to I think like seven or eight, and then Phil looked at the bench and said, if I put you guys in there, you better fucking finish the game. So he put the majority of the starters back in there. I think he kept Bobby Hansen out there with Jordan. Um, but they, they, they ended up winning the game. Like that, that, that is like to me, that's what you do. If you're on the bench, you just sit there, oh, or sit there and lay back. And you see all the NBA players now, they're kind of say, yeah, we're going to blow it up at 30. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah well, tomorrow yeah. night, what are we going to do after the game? Go to the bar after the game? It's like, yeah, I don't, it's playoff time. It's like you're if you want to win the NBA title, you don't just you don't just sit there and do shit like that. Like they won the it last year. They don't need to win bench. again. Uh, all, all them guys are horse grands on the bench are like cheering on. They're like the the bench are playing well and they're you know they're they're cheering on the bench. They're like they call a timeout and you know, Portland call a timeout. The whole bench comes over and Jordan's like in their ear. Phil Jackson's talking. Pippen's talking to two guys. You know you just you just that, that's. That's that's a team right there being led by their their leader. Doesn't matter if he's on the bench or not. It's, There's also another yeah. the other piece of this is LeBron Father Time is coming. Like you, you, you get old. There's not anything anybody can do about it. It just happens. It's not anybody disrespecting him at this point. But he looks like he's a step slower, and it's and, and he's thirty. He's going to be thirty-seven when the NBA season starts. So Father Time. Yep. Is starting to catch up to the flop a little bit, and there's nothing he can do about it. Nobody can change that. Like he's he's going to digress. It's going to happen in the next two or three years. He's going to digress, and the other players are going to have to be. And we we already talked about. And I, I hate making fun of a player I like, but I like the nickname. So we already talked about street clothes, and he gets hurt. That's what he does. He gets that's his like he gets hurt. He's got hurt every year. Like, and I, I even said it to somebody, and I was probably joking, but I said, Davis is going to get hurt in the postseason this year, and it happened because yeah. he gets hurt. That's what happens to him. He's, he's one of the best players in the NBA when he's on the court and he's playing, but he gets hurt every year. So, so I got to um, ask you, AJ, so how soon after the Suns won did you go out and buy that shirt? I bought this shirt during the, before the season started. These oh, yeah, are the coolest. These are the coolest Phoenix uniforms I've ever. These are the best Phoenix uniforms they've had in 20 years. When so, did you become a Phoenix Suns fan, though? Devin Booker. He likes Devin. He's a Kentucky. Oh, for, oh, for Devin Booker. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he's a Kentucky guy. I support all my Kentucky players. Okay. So, so I was a little curious. I'm like, um, huh. it's, it's all about Booker. It's all about Booker with me. And I like DeAndre Ayton because he went to Arizona. But it's it's the college kids. Okay. So he puts it, up a Chris Paul just because of Devin Booker. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, it was, it's I just, still don't like. I don't like him, but he made big shots in that game. Like he was that guy that they when they needed somebody to make a shot, so they stopped turning the ball over. Chris Paul was the guy that did it the other night to put the game away, essentially. And that's 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 his main purpose of being. That's their, his main purpose of being signed by that team to help the young guys, and he's doing what he needs to for them. Yeah, and and you, you know, know what, legit is. Going back to LeBron, you know, not shaking hands, leaving six minutes early. The six minutes early is fucking ridiculous. Like, I've never seen any of the players that I grew up watching leave a fucking game six minutes before the game's over. 
Yeah, legitly hurt. hurt. Yes. <laughs> yeah, legit hurt. They all sat on the bench until the end of the game. Now, they might have decided not to shake hands because they were just like, I'm fucking embarrassed. Whatever. Like, it's the NBA. I know teams are not going to always shake hands. The, the Celtics didn't shake hands with the Pistons when the Pistons finally beat them. And the Pistons didn't shake hands with the Bulls when the Bulls finally beat them. That kind of shit happens, so I expect that. But if your whole fucking team is out there shaking hands and you fucking walk away as an individual... <laughs> your star player of your team. That's fucking different. Like, if the Bulls all shook hands and Jordan said, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> Everybody would be looking yeah. at Jordan. I, I would look at Jordan much differently. Oh, they would look at him and be like, you're a fucking dick. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, it's a different way of handling it like there has been too many times in lebron's career and this is not the shit on lebron this is just to point out facts there's been too many times in his career where he has put on his diaper and acted like a baby and that's just it's unexcusable inexcusable and people can make excuses all they want but honestly it's inexcusable because you would never anybody else that did that shit any nba player old nba player current nba player upcoming nba player would all be crucified and ridiculed for doing that same exact shit and i don't and nobody's going to be able to tell me different because it's a fucking fact because you hear it all the fucking time when somebody else does something wrong. But when LeBron does it, it's like, it's okay because it's LeBron. No, it's not okay because it's LeBron. I don't care how good of a humanitarian he is and how well he shows, you know, he represents the league. He's still a fucking human. He still has to be held accountable for being the, the kind of human that he is at times on the fucking court. Like, yeah. it's also, we also had dipshit Kyrie Irving stomping all over the logo in Boston after they beat them in the series. Like, this isn't a team that he played for, that he wanted to go to three years ago. He stomped all over the logo and pissed Kevin Garnett and a lot of Celtics legends off by doing that. That's childish. Yeah, I didn't was, get the whole point of that. Like, He's somebody, a dipshit. Kyrie's a dipshit. trying to stick up for Kyrie Irving and saying it's not that big a deal. I don't know. I didn't see it. I only read a headline about it. I didn't actually read the whole story because I wasn't interested in it um, because I, I don't like, have any interest this, in Kyrie Irving. I was like, is this a Terrell Owens uh, you know, moment on the, on the Dallas Cowboys star? I, mean, I remember like, when that happened because he got <laughs> jacked up when he did that shit. I was just kind of like, you know, why, what was the sense? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just don't, just don't understand it. Kyrie is probably the single biggest piece of shit in the NBA right now. So that's part of the reason why. So Well, I'm waiting for that team to not to to lose I because I want them out. I want them out. That's the team I want out at this point. If if some team that's never won, if Utah wins or somebody like I just don't want Brooklyn to win at this point. I, I can probably stomach anybody else winning at this point other than Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Well and the thing with Brooklyn is and more particularly Kyrie Irving is that you don't hear a whole lot about Kyrie Irving and wanting to play basketball. He's playing basketball, but it sounds like he wants to go off and do fucking missions and save the world more than play basketball. Well, if that's the case. Find out if the earth is flat. So it's like, okay, well, if he really doesn't want to be there, like, is he just showing up because the contract says he has to? Sounds like it might be that way. Um, no, he's going to need to because uh, Harding got hurt. He has a hamstring issue, so let's see how long he's out for that. And there's another guy. Father Time's catching up with that dude, too. Like, he's not young anymore. Well, he's, he's another guy that just tends to disappear in the postseason. That's been yes. James Harden's MO also. Yes. Um, and then you got Kevin Garnett, who's definitely getting slower. Durant. 
Kevin. I'm sorry, Car- Kevin Durant, not Garnett. Kevin, I love Garnett. Yeah. Kevin. Durant had a good season. I just. Yeah. I don't want them to win because I don't want him to win anywhere else. So I'm rude. I don't want Durant to get any more rings anywhere else. So you got Durant, who's definitely getting older, and um, you know, yeah. I, 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 I still never understood how that dude is so good. Like I, I've been his his career has always boggled my mind because he's like when you look at him, he looks like he would be the most awkward fucking dude playing basket basketball. He's so goddamn skinny. Um, you would think, but because he doesn't play the inside really. And he shoots more of a perimeter shot and threes. Mm-hmm. Like it's his body size has never become an issue for him. Um, it's just odd. Like it's so weird. He's a six. He's a six nine guy that can play all all the positions. Like he's he can he's got the best handles for a guy that's that tall we've probably ever seen. So like he's yeah he's he's like. Not your typical. He's like that one of these guys that we're never going to see anybody like him again in our lifetime. He's a very unique player because he's he does, especially when he was in college, he was really thin. Like he he needed to yeah, super he thin up, Texas. He beefed up enough when he got to the NBA. But you're right, Jeremy. He doesn't really. But those couple of years he played with the Warriors, he was a really good defensive player those years too. So he wasn't just an offensive guy. He he played really good, but. The Warriors during that tenure, during that years where they were always, they were a really good defensive team, like the whole team. So Durant kind of bought in to it when he was there. I don't. He now plays for a team that plays offense and no defense again. Yeah, which because, is weird because Blake Griffin, if I remember correctly, Blake, Blake Griffin's actually a really good defender too. Was. Uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> now he's now he's kind of a, a sh- like he's not what he used to be. So. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm I'm fine with Milwaukee or Philly coming out of the East, and I I I, I want to see one of the. I would be fine if the Clippers made it in the West, um, but I, I would like to see, I would like to see some one of the young guys take his team to the NBA Finals in the West. I mean, it would it would be. I, I want to see something different. I want to see something just yeah, I mean, totally different. The only everybody that's left, nobody's really won. Like anytime recently, nobody that's left has won a championship in the last like twenty years. I don't think the Sixers are the last team that won a championship that's left, and that was in the eighties. Yeah. So the Jazz have never won. The Suns have never won. So like Milwaukee won one when me and you were really little kids. I think Joe. So like it's. It's it's the Clippers. It, how funny would it be if the Clippers win and the Lakers don't? And all those Lakers fans are like, "Oh, I'm a Clippers fan now." <laughs> wow, there'll be bandwagons up in there. So here we go. Um, the Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul fight is going to be starting shortly because uh, Logan Paul just came out to the ring. No, at my live feed here. Uh, all right, so watching Dar- it live feed, but just just an update feed here. <laughs> so so I'll see him get back out. Is there any worthwhile baseball news, sir? Anything that's happened recently that's worth new, is newsworthy, or anything you feel is newsworthy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> baseball sucks. Right <laughs> now, it, it, it does. I mean, uh, I, it's. I've always been one of these people who doesn't find baseball boring, and when people whine about. 
various things in baseball, I basically say, oh, just shut the fuck up and deal with it. Baseball's not very entertaining for me right now. Now, part of that, of course, is the Yankees don't know how the fuck to hit the ball. Um, but a lot of it's also that I just have other shit going on right now, and so they're not, they don't really have my full divided attention. But um, I'll tell you this, I've seen some things over the last week or so that um, you're going to have to get robo-umps sooner than later. Robo-umps? Yeah, he's, he's, he's not lying about that. At least for, for, for ball strike calls, because I've seen some fucking horrid calls lately, and apparently there was just another one just in the ninth inning of the Yankees-Red Sox game a little while ago where, like, like okay, so like this is the the square for the for the uh, you know the strike zone and everything, and a guy called the third strike on the Yankee hitter that ended the ninth inning and set into extra innings. That was like here, the pitch was here, the edge of the strike zone was here. <laughs> called it a I fucking saw a dude, Yeah, I saw a guy from Arizona, a relief pitcher, throw a ball, um, two two count. He threw a ball that the catcher catching with his left hand, legitimately had to go over and reach for it. And the ump called a strike three. I was like, uh... Did the uh, batter instantly turn around and hit the umpire with his bat? The batter looked at him like, he gave him the what-the-fuck look. And he started, <laughs> like, he started like chirping in his ear, and they kind of went back and forth, and then the manager came out, wherever he was, the manager is. But I was just like, uh, I turned the game on to watch it before... Um, uh, I think the White Sox game came on, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" But I've seen, I've seen at Pat's right. There's, there's uh, the ums this year have been. Some games have been fucking horrendous. Just pitches I'm watching. I'm like, "Wow, you guys are calling them strikes!" I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. The, the only <laughs> other thing is that um, they're they're wanting to do something about trying to cut down on pitchers doctoring baseballs. I don't know if they're thinking that pitchers applying substances to the balls is a way to explain why offense is down this year. And I already know why offense is down this year. It's because they went and they changed the fucking ball again. They said they were going to do that because, you know, the, the bitching over the last two years was, Oh, there's just too many home runs. It's like, Oh, God forbid there's too many home runs and that people are scoring runs once in a while. But, you know, there's been balls that I've seen hit a lot this year that off the bat I'm like, that's gone, and it doesn't even get to the fucking warning track. So so you're not going to convince me they did dead in the fucking baseballs, but can't fix that in the middle of the year. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's I, I think baseball's got some... Some big problems on the horizon. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, as uh, more and more teams start allowing, uh, you know, like full capacity fans back in, I mean, let's see if they're getting the attendance numbers. But they have, they have a lot of issues about the quality of the game now, which I, I honestly do think that they need to address sooner rather than later. And, you know, of course, their, uh, you know, the collective bargaining agreement ends after this season. And mm-hmm. the negotiations for that are going to be very, contentious and it would not surprise me and i think i've said it before i fully expect there to be some kind of a labor stoppage now whether or not it actually spills into next season is another story but i fully expect that they will not come to a new agreement before the current one ends which by definition means that there's a work stoppage yeah 
Yeah, that's unfortunate. It, it'll be interesting. I think one of the things that needs to change in, in baseball is, and I shouldn't say change, is needs to happen more often is guys hit for in-play balls, like trying to put the ball in play. Uh, I think one of the things that I've heard a lot is, well, I know I've heard a lot is that too many there's so many strikeouts because guys are trying to hit the home run. Home like run. More yeah. guys, more and more guys are just trying to go for the home run ball. And it's like, not everybody's a, not everybody is a fucking home run hitter. Like some guys just have to put the ball in play. Like you get enough guys to start putting the ball in play. You don't need the home run every time you can get guys around the base on singles and doubles and still win ball games. Like, and that makes the game more fun anyways, to see guys put balls in play and then see and run the bases. Home runs are exciting, but they're supposed to be the, um, the, the non norm. They're not supposed to be the norm. The ball in play is supposed to be the norm. The, the, and then have the guy that hits the home run. Like you get you, you know, you get one, two and three or one and two or one on, or, you know, one guy on base and you get to your number four hitter, number five hitter. And that's the guy that hits the home run. Or at least that's the way it used to be, but you know, lineups change and stuff, but Nobody seems to want to just hit for on base. Everybody wants to see, like, I got to knock it out the park. Got to put that home run ball out there. Well, a lot of teams struggle. I I think it's also a little bit more than just players swinging for the fences. It's that it's the way the pitchers are used now. They, you know, very rarely do you see starting pitchers face the the lineup a, a, a third time in, you know, full because. There's so many guys, I'll show you the stats, breakdown, like first time through the order, great. Second time through the order, not as great. Third time through the order, terrible. So they're taking these guys out before they face the order a third time, and they're bringing in relief pitchers. And everybody throws 98 now. So Yeah, um, yeah that's the other thing. Yeah, they're talking about moving the mound back. That was one of the things I heard, too. That's something that they're experimenting with in one of, I think, the independent leagues. Um, yeah. I guess the theory there, and I, I originally said, yeah, sure, great, do it, you know, let's because let's just find out. I think the theory was by moving the mound back a foot, it will give players a little bit more time to try to identify the pitch. Because, again, when I'm saying that, I don't think it's just guys swinging for the fences. Some of the Yankees games I've watched over the last few days, it's just like when they take pitches or when they that are like right down the middle, or when they swing at pitches that, you know, are breaking balls and they break so badly that, like, you know, they bounce in the dirt, like, you know, five feet before home play and they fucking swing at it. So. <laughs> it's just like, is your pitch recognition that fucking terrible that you couldn't tell that that ball was going to break or that, like, you know, you were surprised that he threw you the dead center fastball instead of throwing you something else or you know, whatever. So, but um, anyways, moving the mound back, I guess the theory, like I said, is that pitchers, their hitters are more trying to identify the ball. Uh, one of the baseball writers who I follow and, and uh, you know, read his stuff, he says it's just going to lead to more pitcher injuries. And I said to myself, oh, yeah, it probably will. Because oh, yeah, they got to throw that extra pitchers, foot. It's not, pitchers yeah. now have to overcompensate to throw the ball an additional foot, you know, and that's like, you say, well, they're already throwing it at 60 feet as it is. And it's like, yeah. And again, how many times do they like bounce breaking balls in front of the plate to get guys to chase and shit like that? So you're going to see a lot more of that in breaking balls now. Or yeah, they're not so, going to be able to throw as many breaking balls. They're going to be fucked. Like the change up, they'll still be able to throw. But curves and, and sinkers and all that stuff, yeah, good luck. You're going to have injuries off that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, again, I, I still think that it's, it's, uh, it's worth looking into, it's worth trying to get some actual real data. You know, and I'm glad that they're trying to take some steps to do some things like this because, you know, it's like you can sit there and go back and forth all day about, 
well, I think if we do this, it'll be better. Well, I think if we do this, it'll be better. You know, it's like now that you're actually trying things, and even if it's an independent league, so the quality of play is obviously not the major leagues. Yeah. It's at least going to give you some actual data that you can use and you can try to make better decisions. Though. So, yeah. We'll see what happens there. All right. So, anything else that anybody wants to talk about? Uh, well, yeah, today was D Day. So, you know, hats off to all those brave men who stormed those beaches, you know, close to uh, yes, yes. years ago now. And, you know, unfortunately, since we're that far away, you know, precious few of them are, are still with us. But, yes, you know, I, I always go back to watching, like, you know, the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. So, uh, I'm trying to imagine what it was possibly like to be there that day. It just, you really can't. <laughs> so, you know, the, no, the, no, no war that we've ever been in has got something. Yeah. Yeah. We can really yeah. want to imagine yeah. or try the to. Men who, the men who landed on those beaches that day are, you know, just, you know, obviously some of the, the best men that ever were. So. Especially the ones that were able to survive that. That's for damn sure. Yeah. There was a, so, a lot of lives lost that day. So another uh, small tidbit. Today is June 6th. And two days from now will be June 8th. And June 8th is the one-year anniversary of us posting our first show that we recorded on YouTube. We've been doing this for a year already? I know. And we haven't kicked you off yet. It's amazing. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. You will never... Never kick ever, me. ever, ever. Because I'll quit first. <laughs> I think we rec- I think we recorded the show. I believe four or five days beforehand, but we posted it on June eighth. Well, yeah, June. I'm, I, I was gonna say I'm sure. I'm sure we recorded it before we posted it. So yeah, we did. I think it was like four or five days beforehand. Yeah, June eighth. I was just randomly on the our YouTube channel the other day, a couple weeks ago. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm coming up on a on a year." Because I was curious. I couldn't remember. I knew it was like June ish, but I didn't know. So I looked it up. June eighth. We. I'm going to. I'm going to the SmackDown in Cleveland. I got tickets. Nice. Enjoy yourself. Are they? Uh, is it going to be like full capacity? Or is there still going to be distancing? Uh, I think it's. I, I think it's full capacity. Well, when, well, well, when is this show anyway? July twenty third. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I went to the movies last weekend, and uh, they're still distancing somewhat. Yes. And they they did just yeah, like, they are. I think like last weekend, at least at the theater, you know, here by me, they changed the mask policy, and they said if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to. I mean. You know, wear the mask now so. I, bought, I bought tickets i bought tickets for fast nine and they put an x in the seats next to the three of us there's like a, a seat on each side right yeah, well they, what, what still they doing that had, down here too what, what they had been doing the couple times i went through the movies since the pandemic started which was like you know three or four times now i think only um mm-hmm. so like you know i go with my dad so me and my dad buy you know we buy two tickets and what they were doing was like the seats to either side and then all four seats in front of us so like the one the two seats directly in front of us and like the two seats in diagonally in front of us would get x'd out when we bought tickets for the movie we once saw last week they just x'd out the seats to the left and the right of us so not in the front anymore 
So it's like, yeah. you know, that, that's fine. Again, I mean, because I'm fully vaccinated, I'm not really, I'm not really sweating it too much anymore. Cause you know, Hey, we all went through all this shit and everything. And you know, if people are going to pretend that they're not vaccinated or whatever, you know, obviously screw you, but, uh, you, you, there's no, there's no, there's no real great way to do it or anything like that. But, uh, I just want to kind of throw this in real quick. Um, I had purchased the tickets for the movie. We once saw Quiet Place too. We I purchased the tickets either like the Monday or the Tuesday before the week, and right before we were going to leave for the theater on Friday, I was like, I went and I checked back into, I went back into the app to check the ticket to see where our seats were, and all of a sudden it was saying you know, it showed like, like our seats number, which were in like row T, because I always sit in the the very back row because I don't like blocking people's view and I just like being in the back. That's where I used um, to sit. Yeah. Um, but it's, so it said like row T and it said theater 13. And I said, wait just about a minute. I know the theater that I go to well enough to know which theater which is. And I know that in row thir- or in theater 13, it does not go up as high as row T. And when I went back into the, like, into like the ticket, like selection screen to like see the seating chart, yeah sure enough it was one of the small theaters that's there and like almost every seat was filled and i said what in the fuck happened so i said to myself dad i'm not doing this and so i canceled our tickets and then i bought tickets for for the following night and we went then so when we got to the theater then on saturday i made sure we got there early enough so because i just i wanted to talk to somebody i want to be like what the fuck gives you're fucking moving the theater after people have bought tickets what they told me, and there was three guys there who were all telling me the same thing, and I don't think they'd make up quite this elaborate a story, was that like <laughs> the, ser- oh, no. the server that runs the projector in two of the larger theaters like broke down during the week to the point where they couldn't fix it and they had to like order a new one. So those theaters were they couldn't show anything in those in those theaters. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they had to move their mistake and they, they had it was like you know a bad situation and everything so i'm like all right this just sounds like too elaborate to be like you know <laughs> you know to be you know fake basically <laughs> so um they're like yeah we hope that we'll be fixed by f9 and i'm saying to myself well i don't give a shit about f9 but um yeah. since since it is like one of the biggest theaters and that's the biggest screens that they have there yeah i hope they do get it fixed because that's uh the theater i actually like going to because we ride up the elevator to the top and then only have to walk up like three rows to get to the very top row there. So, and it's, and it's just the biggest the elevator. Huh? Yeah. There's an a- elevator. Yeah. Which movie theater is this? The one of the promenade shops. They put an elevator in the fucking movie theater now. It's always been there as far as I know. <laughs> I've never been to that movie theater. Yeah, I've been so, to that movie theater. I don't remember no fucking elevators. Looking for you, no, not, not elevators. Elevator one singular. I've still never seen a fucking elevator. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it, it services like there's like when you walk in that theater, there's like five screens to the left, and like all the rest are to the right. So the elevator is on the one to the left, and it it only takes you up to like four of those screens. Like only like four of those theaters like have like a have like an elevated like second floor door. I yeah. I usually always sit like a like when you walk in and there's that like the handicapped people sit. I usually sit like a couple rows behind them. 
That's where I always usually sit. I used to, when I was younger, I used to say, oh, in the back, let's fuck that shit. I like sitting like there because I think it's, for me, it's kind of like eye level. It's right in front of me. It's not too low. No, you sit in the very up. back of the theaters for the makeout time when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. That was, no, no, that's, just, that's just where <laughs> me and, that's where me and Pat prefer to sit. That's where I always, I always get my tickets in the last row in the middle. Yeah, I, I, I like sitting where it's like, and, and, and bad view uh, works. I just oh, I don't like having, yeah, I'm I, pretty I, sure. Didn't you and I, J- Joe? Didn't you and I uh, sit uh, there to see the first Star, Star Wars. Wars movie when it came out? Yeah, I don't. I don't like having people behind me. I think that's part of it because then I think people have acted like dipshits behind me before. It's probably made see, it where I don't like people behind me. The, the thing now is, like, <laughs> I don't know what the theaters are like up there, but the theaters down here, especially the AMC ones, the one Regal, like redid their stuff two years ago but there's we have the reclining leather seats. right and that's the only seat that, that's the only theater i will go to and, now it's a recliner seat one and, and and the space between where my seat is and the person behind me or even in front of me is enough space where and they ain't gonna annoy the shit out of me so i'm just kind of like i just uh, put put everything up and i'm like yeah just make sure i, I don't fall asleep i don't even I'm good. i don't even i don't even go to a theater if it doesn't have recliner seats at this point fuck that hey, yeah you guys are like a bunch of spoiled ass bitches i've only the one that has a bar too fuck that shit i've only been to uh theaters with reclining seats twice like uh when uh, my fit, when me and my parents, when, when me and my parents, now me and my parents, my older sister went over to a theater in Jersey and meet up with my younger sister, my niece, to see Mary Poppins Returns a year or two ago. It was in, it was in an AMC theater and it had the reclining. That was a good movie, actually. I didn't, I didn't really like him in that theater because I felt like that when I like reclined my seat, like my feet were hitting up against the thing in front. Now the AMC that I go to. They re- recently converted one of their screens to one with the reclining seats, and my dad and I sat there a month or two ago, and Great. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty good. You know, of course, it, it costs more, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the AMC I've been going to for six years, they, they it's been recliner seats the whole time there. <laughs> so, yeah, well, 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 well you, you got to remember this was this was also not originally an AMC. You know, they, when they first built it, it was it was Rave was the company, right. and then and yeah, they I, sold it. I was there. I was yeah. there when it was called that. I was at yeah. the theater that. Yeah, and so then they, a... sold, and then they sold the car mic, and I don't know if car mic does the, uh, you know, the um, they didn't, and car mic is signing seat stuff, and then AMC bought car mic. So yeah, and yeah, AMC the... has been re- renovating the car mic slowly but surely. Yeah. Like the one that was an AMC, and they sold it because they couldn't have it anymore because it was going to be a monopoly because there was no other within a certain mile radius there was not another <laughs> competing theater uh that one was already because it was originally an amc that one was already renovated to all like served food had the yeah, yeah. seats I, and all that stuff that was the one on off tillman street and now yeah the one off of tillman street yeah yeah i've never been to that one because tillman street's too far for for me yeah there's there's one amc theater by me that was it's amazing that i drive to to, to the uh to the promenade shop but you know uh (laughs) yeah well it's a different kind of drive the theater that's on airport road pissed us off with their shit service and uh other stuff and the uh the regal which is you know the closest theater to me unfortunately it's that theater is so old now 25 years 
that, you know, not all of the screens are stadium screen. And yeah, I basically refuse to go watch something that's not a stadium screen now. So <laughs> I, I didn't realize I didn't realize that you Pat, you're not sitting in the recliners. I like I said, I've been doing that for like six years. I can't even imagine going to a regular theater anymore. I know. And so, no. well, again, like I said, they only just nope. put that reclining theater in within like the last six months to a year. So I've only had six years. I've really, I've really only had the chance to sit in that one once. Yeah. So. And see, here's the thing. Here's the big difference. Like I'm making fun of you guys because. I think it's hilarious because I don't really go to the theater very often where AJ's like going to the fucking theater all the time. I mean, not, not during COVID, but before that, yes, I was going pretty regularly. So. so I just, I just laugh. If I was going as much as you, yeah, I'd probably be like, yeah, I want a reclining seat. It's, it's much more comfortable. You know, I, because when I moved, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I didn't no. have anything else to say. <laughs> when I moved down here like three years ago, yeah, the, the 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 regal by me had had the had the leather seats, um, and they were spaced apart and reclined. And then the AMC that I used to go to had the same thing. There was one that I went to um, uh, the one time before I moved down here. Uh, I came down here for training and whatnot. And when the Star Wars movies came out, and I went to see it by myself, that was kind of like it was an older theater that had like the normal seats. But the the car like down the road for me, AMC had bought that and just renovated every single theater uh, every single theater has to recline seats with the heat you know little heaters heat my little ass it's a little it's a little cold in the movie theater <laughs> i don't care it's fucking great my balls um, are warm that's nice <laughs> and they put a the one that they renovated put a bar in there those are great too the bar ones uh and the eaten ones i went to one of those one time uh, Next thing yeah, you're gonna like, hear, Matt's gonna be like, "I went to the movie theater. I had a reclining seat. Uh, they had a lady coming around giving back massages, so I got a shoulder massage while I get watching my movie." Um, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, but, there are other things. There are other things that would be sweet if they did for Pat at the movie theater. So, some popcorn and a blowjob, sir. <laughs> <laughs> No, I. Uh, Why they watch Star Wars? Of course. <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of, I'm sure it's going to take them a while to. Uh, <laughs> if they even have plans to like renovate any more of those screens. Jesus. That's like it's going to take them a while to get that in the theater, but I will be going when they do. That's not what I was talking about. I was ignoring what she said. As always. I know he always he always ignores all of our sexual innuendos. It was just funny you kept on going with it. I'm like, oh my god. We inferred, we inferred from what you said, Pat, that that's your dream movie theater scenario. Star Wars in a blowjob? Yes. <laughs> I I just don't think that those two things really go together. <laughs> Why? You wait, until in, wait until you're no in the situation, Pat, because you have already seen said Star Wars movie probably 20 times. So I'm sure at that point you would be like, all right, well, in this case, yes. Come on. He's going, yeah, but like he, the perfect he, scenario. He, you got to remember, of course. Here we go. Jerry's going to give us the perfect scenario for Pat. Here we go. <laughs> Star Wars is relatively sex-free, you know, and everything, and Remember again, you know, Jedi's are not supposed to, you know, get get involved and blah blah blah. blah. So I mean, yeah, I just don't know if those two things. Tomato, matter. tomato, you know. Oh, I got a visitor. I think this is where we have to say good night. <laughs> Come here, Bob. Oh, and you're definitely probably not giving your pet scenario right now. <laughs> uh, no, no, guy. I'm gonna keep it uh, PG. Oh my right God, now. Jeremy! Isn't it a school night? 
you know, let your child stay up this late. Oh, he was asleep and he woke up. He must have had a, a little wow. rough night. So, all right. Well, I'm officially going to call it a night. Um, so disappointed because we wanted to hear your Pat scenario. <laughs> well, that is to be continued. We'll have to tune the next episode we'll have for, that. for a future episode. <laughs> It'll be great. All right. Oh so God. for the Four Guys Roundtable Show, we're going to say thanks for watching. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, no matter where you're seeing this, we appreciate it. Tell a friend. Um, if you're catching on YouTube, like, comment, share everything uh, on that video. Uh, we just really appreciate everybody watching and getting a chuckle out of that, uh, out of our ridiculous show and the things that we talk about. We hope you're entertained. Uh, and as always, we're going to say good evening, good morning, and good afternoon, and we'll catch you on the next episode.